Hello and welcome once again to Inglorious Bards. I'm your mostly humble game master, Tom. It's good to have you here. Let's start with a recap of our last adventure. The heroes explored an unmapped island and discovered a ruined tower along a cliff. Kobolds waited in ambush in the tunnels and chambers beneath the ruin. Crawling through muck, wielding sword and spell, the heroes fought bravely, most of them, and pushed back the nasty kobolds. They also discovered a natural cavern alongside the kobold lair where they found and slew a weird man, but not before he summoned a terrible creature in the sea. Our brave heroes screamed and ran and took down the last of the kobolds, including a kobold sorcerer and my personal favorite, a kobold wielding a scorpion on a stick. They left the tunnels and island behind, noting all they had discovered on their maps and pages. Their ship now returns to the grand city of Talus, where warm food, soft beds, and odd new friends await them. The adventure begins. The nettle slowly pulls into the port of Tullus. The four of you adventurers are on deck, excited to return back to the city. You have finished your job quest task to map this uncharted island. You have completed your mapping of it. You've taken notes about some of the uh, wildlife you've encountered, some of it natural, some of it mean and uh, dragon-like kobolds. And notes of the structures. You've done everything you can to catalog with uh, that island and are now returning finally back to the port. You come into the bay, you pass by a lighthouse where a lone guy looks at you, forlorn, bored to death as you come through. Rolace is on the bridge and as they pull the boat into a dock, she says, welcome back. We've got you out to your job and back again and the journey is complete. I appreciate your help with the Blessing Bay. You're quite welcome. Thank you for your help in discovery of the island of Katorum. Right. Well, if you ever have need again of a vessel, you know where you can find us. We are at your disposal for the right price. Thank you, Captain. You guys disembark and eagerly hit the decks and get onto solid ground for first time in several days and back to what is as close to a home as you can imagine, the city of Tallis. Feels good to be back on solid ground. You are in the docks. The docks are lots of warehouses, seedy bars and taverns. You have some rooms rented, not in this district, but further up in the city. Looking straight ahead, you can see these docks are at the bottom, obviously with the ocean. There are cliffs that lead up to the city. And these cliffs are not small cliffs. These are three, four, 500 feet tall monstrosity cliffs that go way up with a path that makes its way up where cargo and wagons go up to deliver their cargo. Beyond that, you can see there are buildings that are perched on the cliffs and small walls that have a more uh, higher quality of living up above there. And your place is in the uh, inn called Middlehawks, which is a district or two down the road. The city is yours. What would you like to do? Well, I, I believe we should go and deliver these maps to uh, my my good friend Tass. Um, 
I also want to get our money. Money, yeah. I'm in agreement. Okay, well, let's go. We begin to march up. I'm assuming, like, these switchbacks, maybe? Okay. Groot's making their way up the switchbacks, and as you head towards Tass's scriptorium, I'd like to kind of know what job you did in your recordings of the mapping and the region. So let's say there's four different categories. Category of mapping the exterior of the island, the (laughs) interior of the island, a category for the creatures that you can encounter, and the flora. So flora, fauna, interior, exterior, and Avius, you were the one who was handling all this, if I believe correct. Yes. You can have an advantage roll. This is going to be just a straight intellect modifier roll. You can have advantage on one of those, and you have disadvantage on another, and the others are straight. You choose which categories you want to be good, bad, and average average. Good on the exterior. Okay, navigation, exterior. Bad on the animal life. Got it. Then average on the interior and the fauna. All right, let's roll the bad animal life disadvantage. This is with your intelligence modifier. That would be seven. Great notes you took there. Just rough scribbling. Cobalt, 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 cobalt. <laughs> Just repeat it <laughs> over and over. All right, and then you had an average for the other two, interior and flora. Flora. Here's interior. Six, single die. Oh, yes. Interior. Hmm. Three. A three? Is it a natural one? It's a natural one. That's pretty bad. You have... Cobalt, 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 Three. Three. <laughs> okay. Wow, this is great work so far. And let's do the uh, interior mapping. Okay, 13. 13? Decent job. Yeah, you got average. some good sketches and some good maps fewer, and diagrams. Fewer kobold. <laughs> and this is the exterior for ship navigation in and around it. <laughs> Advantage. 20. Not natural. A total 20. total 20. You've got a fantastic looking map. You've got it all illuminated on the sides and looking great. And some, maybe a mermaid that kind of looks like an old wizard. Um, <laughs> looking fantastic. Okay, great. You've got sketches. Loose papers and a binder, some maps, all also, this you're ready to go. I made notes of some flags that we saw in one of the uh, okay. underground yeah. rooms. Sounds good to me. Some wording. Mm-hmm. It takes some time and you make your way to uh, Tass's scriptorium. You go through the doors, there's a little bit of a jingle, and you're inside his shop. The shop is very dark and brown. The wall, it's a small place. The walls are lined with uh, different maps of different locations and places, structures, old castles, uh, a lot of geographical maps, historical maps. And then he's got a big, uh, like maybe an architecture style desk thing that he has some a map that he's working on. You see Tass, he's an uh, old guy himself, takes after Avius quite well, and he's scribbling down with some monocle type thing as he's drawing out a map. He hears the little jingle of the bell and looks up. Das! Who is it? Oh, oh, it's you! My good friend! Yes! Come in, come in! Oh, give me a hug, you old codger! What? Great to see you! We have so much information to give you! Oh, good! That is good! Yes! Yes, and you have so much coin to give us, yes? Well, show me what it is that you uh, encountered and discovered. I'm very excited. (laughs) Well, um... We, we have uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, sketches of the exterior of the island. Great for navigational purposes. No ship will ever get caught here. Excellent. And then there, there's the rest. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just stuffing it in wads quickly underneath. <laughs> so anyway, um, we were able to get interior information as well, so I believe that doubled uh, your payments. He says, well, let me take a look here. But it's, it's there. It's, it's a lot. A lot to go over. You can peruse it later. <laughs> it's just kobold over and over again. 30 pages. Let me show you on your map, kobold, kobold. <laughs> <laughs> Make a uh, persuasion roll. Uh, what's my persuasion? Six. Uh, I want to get a close look at this. Excellent. I'm so excited to see what the great wizard can come up with. Well, I mean, it's it's it's, it's nothing really. No, it's, uh, it's really nothing. It'll it's, just take. It's a, not. Take a it's no. It's it's. <laughs> starts to get violent. <laughs> He takes his time and starts looking at some papers. There is another gentleman in this uh, establishment, a well-dressed fellow, who had been looking at a map on the wall and uh, turns his attention to you and what you're doing. And he says, Well, who is this, Tass? Are these new friends of yours? Um, uh, hello, um, who are you? Tass says, Oh, yes, uh, this is uh, Avius. He's a great wizard, a new friend of mine. He's uh, done some dangerous mapping work for me, and I'm just going through to checking the accuracy of every single thing that he wrote. <laughs> this new man says, oh, that's very good. Your profession is explore? Well, um, in a sense, yes. I I seek after knowledge and adventure and... and and, uh, now, Tess, uh, accuracy, I, you have no information to begin with to check this from, so uh, that what what you see here is quite accurate, let me guarantee you. Tess has two little sacks of gold, uh, one for the diff- two different payments. One he slides over to you, the other one he still has his hand on as he's leafing through the pages. This man says, well, uh, allow me to introduce myself. I am Melil. Uh, I'm a friend of Tess. I've known him for some time, and... Uh, Perhaps you might be of some assistance to me. You seem to have not only some skill in mapping, but a bit of a retinue with you. Uh, a bit armed, I've noticed. M- Malil, where, what, what, where is that name from? It's a family name. Hmm. I seem to be in need of some help. Quite simple, I assure you. I was wondering if you could escort me back to my home. I believe I've dragged some unusual and unwelcome company on my trip here, and I could use a little bit of company to dissuade any trouble on my way back. Where is your home? It's in Old Town. It's not a 20-minute walk from here. I would certainly make it worth your while. Um, Shall we make it 10 gold apiece? Make it 50. Make a persuasion roll and... A- Disadvantage with that <laughs> That's not even double. Eh, seven. I said, oh, you are a card, aren't you? Um, I think ten's, ten's excellent. Make it fifty. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, a twenty-minute walk? That's that's hardly. That's twenty minutes. That's <laughs> hardly worth our time and energy. Uh, I, you, sh- you should be fine, I am sure. This is no, I, I would feel more comfortable. All right, let's, 50. let's make it 20, and I think that's fair. We really have some other business that we need to be attending to, I believe. Tass says, 
Um, this doesn't quite look well. Wait a minute. Don't be so rude to my friend. Help him out. Well, it's not rude. It's just uh, we've been gone for several days. We're, we're tired. We want this, to go. Yeah, I still need to verify some of this. This is going to take some time. Uh, Why don't pass. you help him out? And by the time you return, I will decide what is happening with the remainder of this possible payment. <clears throat> Otherwise, I'd have to say no, and I would hate to say that right now. That deal is a deal. You said whatever information we could give you about the interior and, and what we could find I in respect there. you, Avius, for sure, but I need to make sure I'm getting good information for the money I'm spending. Oh, it's quite good. Let me assure you again. Uh, well, we shall see. And he takes the books into his back office to peruse. And I take the money off the desk that he left behind. There's the one bag of 160 uh, gold. gold, and then he has the other bag with it. Damn it. Your facade just drop away. <laughs> He's like, oh, 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 he's just suddenly this big beefy guy. Ah, <sighs> well. Uh, what, what was your uh, M- Malil? Is it Malil Abenar? Uh, <laughs> quite a name. Um, twenty twenty minute walk. W- which direction? Up. Uh, up. Duh. What town is up from here? The old town district up. A gold a minute, I think, is more than fair. For each of you, I might add. Is there, um... And a quarter of what I'm guessing is in that bag for who knows how much time and energy you just spent. Hmm. You can have my time for 20 gold. Very good. Is, uh, is there a place where I can rest my feet once we get there? I'm sure you can find a fountain or something along those lines. Very good, huh? You're thinking you'd cook us dinner. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm indisposed, but uh, I could still certainly use the company. Shall we go then? What are we going to be running into? I believe I have been followed, but I can sometimes be a bit on the paranoid side. Who knows? Followed by who or I, what? I don't know. Some insidious drunkards and pickpockets. Mm. It'll be an easy 20 gold. I'll bring along my spear to protect you, mister. He looks out the windows. Says, well, if you're ready then. And thank you, Tass. And he holds some scroll in his hand. You're welcome. Well, let's get on our way. Uh, leading the way, Elmon will step out, take a look around, motion for everybody to follow them, and um, pick a, you know, roundabout path back to uh, Old Town. Um, you know, basically, duck, you know, doing whatever he has to do, ducking in and out of alleys. Elmon, our time is precious. <laughs> it's been 15 minutes and we've not gone 200 yards. Patience. Your first alley uh, you head towards as you're walking along, Malil's... Check for traps. <laughs> Malil's Avoiding chatting, trouble. Malil's chatting as you just go along. Um, you know, oh, this is a wonderful shop. You should keep it down out. back there. The cheese is excellent. How is he dressed? Uh, very fine. Very fine. Yes. Okay. Uh, if 
if you're a pickpocket, he would definitely stand out. This is a middle-class district, and he has a, a nobility about him. Okay. Definitely stands out. And as you walk, he stops and just says, no, 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 as Elmont's halfway disappearing down an alley. We'll take the main road straight there. Come along. So, Malil, um, how do you know our friend Tass? Do you want us to get you to your place safely or not? He continues talking with Avius as they, at least the two of them, are walking down the bait. Avius is just oblivious. He's just walking along. <laughs> I've known Tass for quite some time. He's uh, been a, a friend of the families, you could say. He's uh, helped us out with some of his work, and we are patrons to many. And he's a good man. A good man. Hmm. No, nice story. Mm. <laughs> what the hell? As Olgrim is uh, walking besides and feeling the air of uh, significance, if you will, uh, he's doing his best to clean out his armor as he's, he's just brushing up, walking of cobalt dried poo coming out of the chain links, <laughs> just squeezing it through. <laughs> it's like a Play-Doh set. <laughs> The streets are busy, filled with people. There are occasional carts, uh, few lone horse riders. There's just a lot of pedestrian traffic uh, going back and forth. You are currently in Midtown, which is where your tavern is, where you kind of uh, hang out. A lot of um, shops that support you, taverns, inns, a couple weaponsmiths, armors, that style. Oh, speaking of which, Olgrim, your armor is looking a little down. Your AC is down by one until you get a little bit of work done on it. Too much cobalt banging across it. All right. Elmon is, uh, <laughs> since he went down that path by himself and didn't get followed, he's kind of separated from the group, but is like tagging behind. Okay. But apart from them to just kind of watch for, for any trouble or anybody who might be like following the group. You see, as you continue to walk, you walk up to another shelf of the city. The city is made up of these different huge shelves separated by cliffs of a hundred feet or more. Each shelf gets you closer and closer and higher in quality of living and heading towards his district of Old Town, he's mentioning. So we've, we've gone through middle Midtown. Town. Okay. Yep. All right. And as you quick. Uh, make your way up there, the... Not your end goal, but the site that dominates your view as you head that way is the spire. This giant 3,000 foot tall impossible spire that is incredibly thin, goes straight up, has some weird um, additional darkness. It gets darker and darker as it gets to the top. You can even see halfway up, maybe a thousand, two thousand feet. There's a fortress built into the side of this thing. It's an extremely odd thing. Um, easy to find which way is, uh, I guess, west because it's always that way. And that's where the 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 commissar who rules the city. That's where his castle is, where the the highest of the nobles. They all live at the base of this. So that's why he's kind of moving you in that direction. You haven't spent much time, if at all in this part of the city, since you're relatively new. Overhead, you can see a airship fly by. It is a wooden ship with some metal slats, some thick reinforced balloon stylish structures, and it's emitting some weird magical style steam. You can see it gently fly and head over towards the noble part of town. 
some things you haven't seen before in your adventures. Everyone seems totally fine with it as they walk underneath it, these are everyday peasants. Oh, what? What contraption is this? Melia says, oh, you haven't seen an airship before? No, Are well, you new to town? Um, in order of answer, um, no and yes. Well, we certainly have our machines in the city. We're known for some of our clockwork and steamwork. There are airships that we have, but there aren't as many in the air these days as they were once before. There aren't as many. When something breaks down, it tends to stay broken. Sign of the times, I guess. Well, that that's the opposite of um, usual progress, no? I mean, things usually break and get fixed or get invented to be better than they were. I remember, was it two, maybe two decades ago, my father making a big effort and expenditure into getting a technologist involved with our house, but they're so hard to find. They just fade away over time and the knowledge gets lost. It's, it's sad. One day, we will not see a ship like that fly overhead. One day soon, I fear. This is quite strange. Um, why would a society be moving them backwards? I am not one to know. Time, the challenge of the technology, the pieces, I can't fathom the guess. I am a, I'm a man of the city, not of the technology. No. Oh. Do you know, um, any, I, I would like to explore one of these airships, maybe even, uh, ride in it? Well, good luck. I know nothing about them. Oh. You continue to walk along. You make your way through Old Town. It is a plateau. It has a, um, city courts. You see several of those as you walk through. There's a big giant clock tower that's several stories tall that catches your eye. There is a library that you pass by. This is more of an administrative part of town at times. Catching interest, you barely hit the outskirts of a large arena of which Olgrim, you can instantly hear the sounds of hammering of metal being made and crafted. So all the support services available that an arena might need, those are all clustered around this arena. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of interesting. You also see a giant castle that's attached to the next ramp up into the next highest noble district that you have no business going towards. And also in this district, by the way, is Hammersong Vaults, where you guys happen to have a vault. Oh, Malil, would you mind if we make a, a quick stop? No, not at all. I was looking to get some wine here for tonight anyways. Why don't you make a quick stop and one of you just stay with me? As he says that, Elmon, you spot a thin man, maybe 20-ish, thin, uh, whitish blonde, maybe bright yellowy blonde hair, who's been following the group. He's in between you since you were trailing behind. As they stop and they're talking about something up ahead, he stops and is leaning against a post and trying to pretend he's part of the crowd. It's pretty crowded still, but you've noticed he's been sticking with the group. Uh, I will cast Hunter's Mark on him. Done. <clears throat> he flinches. 
<laughs> I will, uh, Orgrim, Orgrim will, uh, meander over to the, uh, the pounding of hammer and anvil. Okay. Avius, uh, wants to go to the vault and deposit a few of the things that he had uh, on the ship and collected from the island. And Olgrim, you paid for it, but who, you had the I key? I have the key. Who has the key? Puck does. Puck has the key. Okay. Uh, Puck, would you mind lending me the key to the vault, please? I'll, I'll go with you. Well, okay. Um, how far back is Elmon? See within. I'm not. You, apparently nowhere. You can't even see him. <laughs> I, I, someone should. Where, where is Elmon? Uh, someone should stay here with us uh, with Malil. Why don't you, you stay? I'll, I'll take what you need to go to the vault. Well, uh, but, but I would like to see my things. <laughs> That's not a good idea. <laughs> but little puck, why? <laughs> so you're crazy, crazy old man. <laughs> I was gonna say make an insight check, but that's not necessary now. Sorry. Oh, very well. Um, here, take this. I don't even remember you what a scroll. scroll. Oh yes, oh, take scroll. Take this scroll and um, please put it in the vault uh, very secretly. Maybe don't even tell the vault keeper that you have it with you. Uh, just that you're going to uh, check on the things that we already have there. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Listen here. <laughs> That's Puck's I got it, old man tone. All right, Puck, you head off. Olgrim, you are also heading off and can find some armorers and some weaponsmiths in uh, outdoor style structures. So, you know, like lean-to style things or an outside varnish type concept they're hammering away and this is just outside of this big orange uh arena facade uh do any appear uh approachable or are they all uh absolutely to, to task of, no know, they're busy but you can certainly walk up to them i find myself an armor smith all right there's a guy yeah what what's what do you need oh i can see already you need a new sword. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got a sword. I need better armor. Or cleaner armor, anyway. Good bit of fire to wash this out. I can have that fixed for you. Hey. I can have, let's say, four gold. I can have it all hammered out and good to go at the end of the week. Or seven gold. I can have it ready by tomorrow. Yeah, I give you seven gold, but I need something in the meantime. You have any studded armor? Something I can use? Um, I'm still on duty. We don't do trades like that. No. Uh, you can buy something if you'd like. Yeah, what do you have? Let me take a look. And he, being me, looks at the sheets, which are here. What were you looking for? Studded? Uh, stud, I figured chain would be very expensive, but let's take a look. What would be the chain? Upgrade? Chain is around 50 gold. Chains around 50. Studded is going to be 45. Mm-hmm. Leather is 10. And, uh, the upgrade possibility? Um, to get better? To get better. Better would be, let's see, a breastplate. 
is 400. Um, wait, there's also ring mail. Ring mail at 30 is, depends on your dexterity. I, I would recommend full on chain mail. Right now you have a chain shirt. Okay. I recommend full on chain mail now that you're done with your water adventures. Uh, and that's going to be 75 gold. So what do you like? I like this full set of chain here, but price is a bit steep. Let me finish this walk and then I'll have enough. Let me finish this. <laughs> I'll be right back. But I, I could, I'll give you five gold for a few minutes of your, your anvil so I can clean up my, uh, clean up a bit. No, I will do the work for the price I said earlier. I'm just going to clean this. No, only paying customers for the work that we do. We don't have customers do their own work here. Thank you. I leave. Okay. Elmon, what are you doing? I will. Uh, Elmon is getting closer to this uh, figure that's following him. Um, still staying out of sight, but just making sure that he's tagged and and uh, just observing him. All right. And he is doing the same, observing Olgrim and Puck leaving. You don't know where the heck they're off to. And Elmon and Malil staying in the street talking together. Actually going to a little wine shop. No, me and Avius. Avius. I'm sorry, Avius. Yep, just I'm okay. I'm I'm following the guy that's following my guy. Avius, you're going wine shopping with this noble, and he says, "We had a break in a couple nights ago, and several of my guards were injured, which has kind of put me at a disadvantage. Thankfully, you're here." <laughs> well. Uh, what happened? What were they after? Robbers, punks most likely. Is punks a word in this world? I'm going to <laughs> say it is. Punks. They vandalized a bit of the uh, back kitchen before my guards intercepted them and booted them out, but uh, they they took a beating. They're getting medicinal help, but thankfully you're here. That's uh, a, a little disconcerting. Uh, we're we're not bodyguards, you have you? We're, we're just here because you've paid us. Well, y- y- you may not be, but I've seen the muscles on that dwarf. Of, where where is that dwarf of yours? Oh, he. I don't know. I well, don't keep track that elf of them. Friend, where is that elf I friend of yours? I'm I don't know that. That little green child of yours. <laughs> <laughs> he he is probably not a bodyguard. He's adopted. Just don't say anything. Well, I appreciate the company nonetheless. What kind of wine have we here? And you shop for wine. Uh, Puck, you are at the vault and you're dropping something off? The, the scroll case we found uh, on that that caster from... Okay. Anything else unusual? You're just dropping it off and that's No, it. I'm just going to drop it off. There's I don't have anything I want to put in there or take out. Okay, it's a couple minutes later and everyone, I'm guessing, is back together with Malil and heading back off. Okay. He walks through a few more streets of Old Town before heading to the north where the shelf that Old Town is on has a big drop of hundreds of feet and there's a wall that lines the edge of that drop. That's the side of the whole city, if you will. And he has a manor that's located there. You walk up to an exterior wall, it's maybe I don't know, seven feet tall. It's got nice stonework. There's a little gate. And there's even a little gatehouse for a guard there. A 
one-eyed guard who looks like he's taken a bit of a beating approaches and opens up the gate and smiles with a weird crooked smile with some bloody lip and lets you in and he nods at Malil and um, Malil continues just chatting with you guys as you walk up to his house. Go go through his garden area. It looks beautiful and up to his big house. What's the uh, what's the guy that's been following him? Yeah, that's the question. You're still you're following that dude now, right? right? Okay. Yeah. He stops at a bridge that's not too far away from the house, maybe 100, 150 yards away, so we can still keep an eye on it. He's kind of stopping at the bridge and pretending to relax and look out into the water of the slow-moving river, uh, but he's definitely keeping an eye and uh, scouting that house. Well, Milio, I, I believe we've come to the end of our journey. Uh, indeed, and I certainly appreciate the company and the uh, protection that you um, afforded me. I hadn't seen uh, anyone unusual with us whatsoever. Uh, the money as we agreed. Yes. Oh, we're missing one of your friends. Would you mind passing along his money? Oh, not a problem, not a problem. He hands out several uh, coins. I believe it was 20 per person. Plus a quarter of what was in the bag that we got from Tess. No. What? He was making a comment that the total of that oh. <laughs> might be equal to a quarter of what was in there based on his vision, which is still math. Is there um is there another like with this manor, is there another entrance to it? You're, other than the one that they went into? You're pretty sure, but it'd probably be in the back and you can't see it from here. You're looking at the front from about hundred and fifty yards away. Okay. Think of um, it as a row of manors that are all gated off from each other. Alright, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna Elmont's continuing to watch from uh not a big distance, not like too far away, but all right. I, I do kind of want to get close enough that I can identify this guy in the future. So you are doing that from a shop which sells flowers. How's that? In this district, it's flowers. Love flowers. Beautiful, expensive flowers. How much for these tulips? Uh, it's thirty gold for one. It's high end stuff. Mm. <laughs> Elman, I have two bits for you. <laughs> uh, he hands out gold to you so it's 20 per person and someone needs to give Elmon his. <clears throat> Malil turns to you, Ogrim, and says, you know, I'm wondering what your plans are for this evening. I have a bit of a get-together and could use some strong, sturdy assistance. Oh. Well, my plans would be a bath and a beer. Well, if you could at least do one of those. And counting uh, some coin. I would certainly be more than grateful if you would come and keep an eye on things as my retinue is not quite available. Ret retinue what? Uh, my guards. guards. I'm, oh. I'm down to just one now. The others are in the hospital. And I could definitely use someone to keep an eye on me and my guests. What say you? Excellent food being brought in. Chef of some renown. Music players. It'll be fantastic. Fine ale. Of course. And this excellent wine that Avius helped pick out. Ah, wine. It's quite good. If there's gold that can be had, but how much? Let's say I will... I will absolutely make it worth your while if this trip alone 
I am paying, what, 20 gold ahead? Oh, you keep us nice and comfortable, and I will certainly reward you. And that goes for you, Mr. Little Luck. Oh, yeah, I was just about to ask if you needed my my brute strength. Yeah, we, the more eyes, the better. Tass seems to trust you, and you've been of worth here on this little trip. What do you say? Ogram looks at Puck. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. This is why. There's armor in it too for me. And you, Avius? Well, uh, I would, I would be, um, I would be honored, uh, Malil. Let's, let's party down, as the youth say, and, um, drink wine. Why don't we then consider this as a bit of a, uh, prepayment? And he adds 10 more gold to each of your payments for the walk, just so you can freshen up a bit, maybe wear something a little nice for this get-together. A new robe for me. That would be excellent. Do you want us? Do you want us to bring our elf, our elf friend, if he's interested? Yes, if you can find him wherever he might have gotten lost in the city. He wanders around sometimes. Well, if you can promise me he will stay focused on the duty of, at at hand tonight, that would certainly be good. Say an hour before sunset. I have guests arriving just after the sun has gone down, and you arrive an hour before, and we will get you where you need to be. See you then. Excellent. Well, I bid you good day. Very well. See you um, later. And you leave. The three of you head back. You walk past some tall blonde kid you don't recognize at all, enjoying the bridge. And a little bit later, find uh, a devious looking elf hiding behind a flower basket, peeking through the tulips. And you find Elman there. Uh, I I assume this guy did not follow my our our party when they came back out. He is still on the bridge watching the house. Okay. They the party just walked past him on their way back. <clears throat> You've been awfully secretive, Elmon. Um, Leo was followed. Oh. By who? The guy on the bridge that you guys uh, took apparently no note of. Is he a threat? Uh. I mean, there's not too many people following rich merchants around with benign intent. It's true. Um, we've been invited to a party, Elman. Uh, will you join us? <laughs> what? Wine and good food. Oh, and here's uh, 10 more gold on top of the 20 that is your share. What's the catch? Uh, clean clothes and, uh... uh Smiling, I suppose. No can do. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Very well. Very good. All right. What would you guys like to do? Anything you want to do for the next few hours? We have time to go back to the middle. What? Hawk? Middle Hawk? Hawks. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, dwarf there, uh, Nor, who's the innkeeper, is happy to see you. Welcome back. Oh, you've got, let me see, 13 more days paid up. Uh, Olgrim would like to find some way to clean up his armor. Maybe not fully repair it, maybe possibly repair it, maybe do something to kind of fresh, well, certainly freshen it up. But. There's nothing you can think of to repair other than finding an armor, but you can clean it. Uh, Nor will certainly give you a 
cold bucket of water to splash it in the alleyway behind the, the tavern? Mm-hmm. I'll try to. Do you want to? In a bristle brush. In <laughs> a bristle brush. Yeah. Early, earlier, uh, Mr. Grimm, when you, when you left, did you. Did you find somebody to fix that shabby armor? Hey, David, it costs too much right now. Too, One good need... night's work, and I should have a new set. I, I, I'll give you a couple gold if you need it. Oh, no. Loan it to you. I it's want it tempting. back. Last time I trusted a goblin didn't end well. I still owe money. <laughs> One of them's running out there somewhere with my purse. I'm not asking for money from you. Well, um, it's a tempting offer. <coughs> Nor says to your group as you uh, split up, some of you heading up to your room, maybe to relax for the first time on solid ground. Oh, uh, and ig- ignore the hole between the rooms. I had to move some of your stuff to a different room. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll patch up that giant hole. What? We, 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 we had a troll while you were gone. You walk up the stairs, you can see where your room used to be is a door missing and just a giant cartoonish troll-shaped hole of which one of uh, his uh, busboy type employees is there hammering away some really bad woodwork to patch up the hole. What? Whose room? Uh, Elmon and Avius's room. He uh, gives you a key to the room next door. Is any of our stuff missing? Nope. Nor takes care of that. He seems to have a strong affinity keeping the integrity of his place, and then he also really likes old. So right. He takes care of you guys. Has an affinity for trolls, too. A troll? Who puts a troll in an inn? I think it was the summoning of some fool sorcerer, and it was a couple nights ago, and it's just a mess. We had to get the city guard, and are you familiar with the sisters at all? Ooh, those silent little ladies, they came to the rescue and took that troll down, so... It's gone? It took hours. Have you ever tried to kill a troll? It took a while. What, what was he doing in uh, <clears throat> our room? He's charging around the whole damn place. I see. There's a couple steps that are missing. Half my stools are gone. Mm. Well, um, nothing seems to be missing, so I guess uh, no harm done to us. You guys relax, Olgrim. You clean out your armor. I, um... Clean out my armor, yes. I slyly pass Olgrim uh, 40 gold. Okay. Oh, buddy! That's huge. G- give me back this when you can. Oh. I think I'm gonna tear it up. Don't, don't. And I that. disappear out of the indoor. The Olgrim disappears out of the indoor and off to the armor. Oh, okay. <laughs> and what are you doing with that money? Uh, buying the full chain if I can. Full chain. Can you trade in your what? What you got for some? Maybe a trade in value. <laughs> we'll see. This we'll shit armor. Yeah. yeah, I just closed the hole in the rear. Like, oh, I just cleaned it. It's gotta be worth something. Full chain mail. Seventy-five gold. You want to change in your chain shirt? He will take that at twenty gold. So you owe him 55 gold. Okay. 
What is your uh, dex modifier? Dex is plus one. Okay. According to my math, what was your armor class? 19? Correct. 10 and 3. Shield is 5. Trying to do the math on my head. This is going to add two more armor class to your to the, to the 19? Correct. Holy Jesus. I nice. believe with your dex modifier is the difference. And we'll double check that later. Ready. Puck wants to take a bath and kind of like shine up his leather armor. Okay. Try to look look real nice for our party. Elmon um, freshes up a little bit, but then is going to go out, um, maybe speak to some of his contacts in town. I assume I, I have some. Um, I'm going to try and get information about the ivory swords. Um which is the group that we have to avoid when we go talk to these boglegs. Okay. Elman, uh, don't forget a uh, uh, clean blouse or something. Uh, shirt, <clears throat> tunic, what, what is it elsewhere? What they want to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Avius takes a sponge bath and goes to find a new robe. There are definitely a... Taylor, that's uh, close by. You can buy some buy some clothes. You can spend five gold on some decent, pretty nice middle class, but nice middle class clothes. Ten gold on some sweet, fine clothes, and fifteen for some really fine clothing. I'm almost also spend five gold while he's out there to get like a nicer cloak. Okay, make a note of that. Olgrim, you do anything with fine clothing, or are you just good getting that armor sized? Uh, the armor being sized is pretty darn neat. Um, probably get some uh, something to, you know, to to lessen the gleam, so to speak. So I'm not this pristine metallic dwarf running around. It's not in the most pristine of armor. His prices are normally even higher. He gave you a discount because this is from the arena. Many men have died in this armor, <laughs> which doesn't attest to its quality really well. Uh, but yeah, it's not—it's not shiny. It's—it's—it's it's, oh, okay. it's been worn and repaired, but like it looks the, solid. I like the idea of a, of a, you know, tuft cloak, if you will, looking furs up here and then linen in the back. Okay, spend that, some gold know, on that. Something nice. Avius walks to the tailor. Um. Excuse me, good sir. Yes. Um, do you have anything? Uh, um, I, I've heard uh, that Liberace, this gentleman, <laughs> makes fine, fine uh, robes. Uh, do you happen to have anything by him? I've not heard of the name, but here's my selection of robes. Show me your finest. He shows you a. Uh, dozen of them and you are in just avius heaven at this point they're fantastic <laughs> different colors and there's some sparkles and there's some nice lines some good cuts some furred ones i i do like this what an, what animal is this fur from ah uh, sable ooh oh ah uh. cat <laughs> dire sable dire <laughs> It's quite nice. Um, does it come in? Does it come in? in um, mauve. Uh, only what you see here. Uh. 
<laughs> says to Arnold Schwarzenegger as soon as I said it. Oh, I would like a robe with tactical sighting. <laughs> Nine millimeter pins. Is what I got. Uh, well, uh, how much? Oh, this is seven gold. Ooh, seven. It looks fantastic on you. Here, let's try it on. Oh, oh yes, uh, of course it does. Um, anything with uh, uh, pockets? This one has one giant pocket in the back. <laughs> I don't know why, but it does. The latest fashion. It's just the most awkward, this giant pouch in the inside of the back of the robe. Uh, Let me pay you. Well, practical, <laughs> uh, uh, it's not um, quite what I'm after. Maybe um, some, some breast pockets or... Uh, hip pockets. I have this one. It's designed not for so much of the cold and rainy weather we get here, and I think it will be a wet one tonight. But this one has over 30 pockets. Ooh. <laughs> All of them in the back. <laughs> Inside one pocket in the back. <laughs> uh, well, this uh, this is interesting. Uh, I'm, see, I'm, I'm going to a party uh, this evening. And I, I want something that is uh, quite impressive. He finds you a, a fantastic one that is 12 gold. Does it have pockets? <laughs> it does, in the breast. Perfect. Uh, 12, yeah, you say. Uh, let me see. One, two. He takes the gold. <laughs> As you leave, you finally see the sign behind you that says pockets and robes. Um... Olgram, you have returned. You're offering coupons. <laughs> <laughs> Senior citizen discounts. Olgram, you have returned back to uh, Middle Hawks, the tavern. You've got your armor. <clears throat> you are kicking your feet up, having a drink. Uh, you think you've seen uh, Puck and Company. They're milling around or doing their business. But you're by yourself, having a beer. It's a little crowded. When. One of your friends comes right up and sits down close to you, You and it's close, so you know it's one of them. You turn around, and it's someone you've never seen before. A nice-looking middle-aged man pulls up a chair and sits down right next to you, very close, and says, Hello! Mind if I sit next to you and join you? Yes? All right. I'm Crevar. Who might you be? You can call me Ogrum. An adventurer, I take it. A mercenary, perhaps, yes? Not tonight. Well, I guess tonight. A little bit of pay for a little bit of time. Oh, I've been traveling a bunch myself. I've been many places. Have you been many places? A few. That's excellent. And he waves for a drink, but still just keeps looking right at you. Do I know you? Yes, I said I was Gravar. Um, and your travels, have you had many interesting adventures? I assume you have, yes? Hey, you're making me a little uneasy, friend. I don't recognize you. Oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a drink. Would you like another drink, yes? <laughs> Inch a little bit further down the table. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll never turn down a drink. He says, uh, another drink for, uh, Mr. Shieldbiter. I, 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 you, you have maybe 
something you might want to sell from your adventures? I, I'm an importer. Importer and, and exporter. I'm Mart Vandalay. I importer and exporter. Yes. I don't have anything to sell. I just sold old armor at a little bit of go. No, nothing other than armor? Oh, are you sure you have nothing of interest that, that someone like me might want to buy? What are you looking for? Oh, I'm interested in barrels. Yes. <laughs> I don't have any barrels. I give him very keen looking eyes here. Says you, you, you don't happen to have a barrel of powder that might be of of value. I would certainly be interested. I don't know if I can be of any assistance to you. Would would one thousand crowns be of interest? Yes, that would be that. That would just be the gold equivalent. Yeah. Have I seen a thousand? I've never seen no. a thousand grounds. We could, uh... That's um, my flaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's right at 999. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> I have knowledge of such a battle. Oh, I, I thought you thought you might. But it won't do you any good. It's locked away. Oh, that's all right. My, my, my thousand crowns is also in Hammersong Vault. Perhaps we could go there and make the deal, yes? You have a lot of knowledge there, sir. Oh, what did you say your name was again? And my name is Kravar. I'm an importer and exporter. Kravar, you have... And I'm leaning in closer. I'm inched closer. Oh, to you're, him. you're doing to him what he's been doing to you. You know too many things, things that are not good for you, like my family name. Oh, I, I have, uh, I have my connections. And where I'm keeping certain items, you've been following. And I've not seen this guy around. You've never seen this guy before in your life. The items locked away in that vault are not for not for your eyes or your hands or your intent. All right, all right, all right. How about how about two thousand two thousand <laughs> gold crowns? Yes, we have a deal. Yes. Uh, I find it best that Algram stand up and move to his room. He says, "Where, where, 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 where are you going? Come back." Such items are not meant for you. And I have my hand now moving to my hilt. And you're walking away? And walking away. You walk away, you cast maybe a quick glance as you head up the stairs. Is it a cantrip? (laughs) And he just watches you and you're on your way. It was like 2,000 gold. Wow. I think we can put up with some torment for that. <laughs> I'm sure it'll all work out. I don't... My my flaw didn't really come to play here, so I was like, eh. What was your flaw? Uh, it, it's, it, 
says specifically here it's more for the bloodlust that ensues when oh. he gets into combat. That type of thing. Uh, anything else you guys want to do? Otherwise, the sun will start to set and you must be on your way. Elmon. Uh, I am seeking out information oh, right. about the ivory swords. Um, namely, like maybe where they are. Um, ways to avoid them. Ways that I might be able to, you know, things that they might be interested in that maybe bribe them. You've asked around at a couple different places, but you haven't gotten anywhere because you don't have too many good contacts yet built up in the city, except for one by the name of Nor, who runs Middlehawks. So after you go around the town asking around, you finally give up, come back for a quick drink, and you happen to haphazardly ask him, and he's like, oh yeah, I know the Ivory Sword. They're out in the woods, not far from the river. And if one needed to get through their territory, what would be the best way? Without, uh, gaining their attention. I'd say travel with one of the wagons that follow the roads. They normally take care of any payments to the Ivory Sword, and you go about your way. If you're cutting through the woods, though, better bring some gold to pay them off. They're kind of your, uh... Your mercenaries who will shake you down, but might also help you if there's trouble in the woods. Kind of a little bit of a good, mm. with a little bit of the bad. What do you know about bog legs? Don't know much about them. They're kind of froggy folks that walk on two legs. Not as good as the swimmers as you think they would be. They don't smell so good. Mm. All right. It is an hour before sunset. The four of you arrive looking totally different than this morning when you arrived at the docks. You're looking clean and sparkly and shiny. My clothes are still like they're not sparkly. They're more subdued. Subdued. Earth tones. Okay, but still good quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, haven't yeah. been on a boat They look for a nice, week. but they're more earth tone-ish than, than, than anything. Okay. Not, not, you know, not flamboyant. You are outside of Malil's estate and are up at the gatehouse. The guard is there. Have I, I've been keeping an eye out for the person that had followed him previously. Have I spotted him at all? Nope. Not okay. as you approach. Did not see anyone there. You cast another quick glance around and you don't see anyone else okay. loitering unnecessarily. The guard does not open the gate as you arrive, or he does just a little bit, and he steps out. And he says, The name is Jorn. If you listen to what I have to say, you'll get paid at the end of the night. Melil's a little busy getting the party organized, so any questions, you come to me. Any questions? Good. So, this here is a bell. You ring it, that means you're having trouble. I've got a similar one for the inside. Ring the bell. (laughs) (laughs) If I ring the bell once, that means you got a guest coming to the door. Be prepared for some sort of introduction. However, if I ring it three times, that means I need some help out at the gatehouse. Any questions? What, what happens Let's if move you- on. <laughs> and he motions you through the gate. 
rude. Now, I don't know if Malil's told you or not, but you're gonna have to make sure your arms and armor, not just at the metal-wearing dwarf, he's motioning to those of you in leather as well. Or in nice robes. Robes, not armor. Covered in a cloak. Yeah. Um, arms and armor, you're going to have to leave them somewhere in storage or have them completely covered. You're not guards solely tonight against my suggestion. You will be attending as guests and guards. Malia would like you to enjoy the festivities while keeping an eye on things, so you will be interacting with some of the guests. They will not know you are here to protect them. He doesn't want to create a visual scene. I will be the only guard they will know of. I have a spot where you can keep any of your equipment should you want it when you are done. Any questions? Good. Let's go through the front door and I'll show you the place. He walks you into this gorgeous manor. The entrance has... Elmon's trying to, like, see if he can fit his bow on his person <laughs> without, you know, without, without it uh, showing. The entrance is this gorgeous big double door. It's got gorgeous windows. The place has a great perfume smell of lavender, a little bit of sandalwood you can also hit traces of. You can hear tingling of chimes in the distance that he's got going on. And you can also hear a tuning of a violin off in the distance. The floor is tiled, it looks sparkly and clean. There is a servant and she's uh, cleaning the walls and scrubbing them as fast as she can. There's also some food smells that are absolutely fantastic. You had some bar food earlier in the day and that was fantastic from the ship food. So this is just another level beyond that. Amazing spices and foods you haven't even enjoyed before. He also points out a closet that's attached to the entrance. This is the guest closet. Their personal belongings go in here. Keys are with me and the servant burns. Let's go on over to this section here. Beyond the foyer is a receiving hall. There are main stairs that uh, wind up and up, not spiral, but do zigzag up. It goes up to the second floor, some beautiful stained glass window with some angelic figure. There's a beautiful giant uh, grandfather clock. This place is just fantastic. He says, no one goes up the stairs except Malil or the servant Burns or myself. Keep everyone down here. If there's any trouble, just let them know. You can let them know you're friends of Malil and he prefers that as opposed to you are hired staff for the night. Any questions? What's upstairs? Good. Come with me. And he walks to the left and it's a blue room with plush couches and blue drapes and there's some books. It's this nice uh, study type area. He takes to another room. There's a lounge with even more couches and a small stage. And there are four lady musicians that are tuning their different instruments and talking to each other about what songs they're going to be playing for the evening. Then there's another major room, which is a dining room, which has a big table and candelabras and chandeliers, and there's hors d'oeuvres and foods and some servants and cooking things. It's just absolutely fantastic. This smells amazing. 
are you making pudding for the menu? I don't know about that. I'm not in charge of the pudding. What I am in charge of are the bells. I mentioned the bells. This is where you can pull the string that will reach me here at the entrance. You need to use the restroom. You will not be using the guest bathroom here in the house. There's a black outhouse outside. You will use that one. But if we're guests of Malil, wouldn't we use the guest bathroom? Don't push yourself. What are the bells for again? One bell means someone's coming. Be prepared to possibly introduce them or that someone new is arriving. If you hear multiple bells in a row, that means I could use some help out at the gatehouse. You also have a line you can pull if you need assistance. I probably won't be leaving the gatehouse. I believe you said it was three bells if you needed assistance. What's two two rings do? He glares at Puck. <laughs> he glares down at Puck. He then kneels down low to your level and says, Now, Malil doesn't have little goblin folks as friends. And I don't think any of the people coming want to be scared out of their minds seeing a little monster like you. So you are going to have to stay out of the way. They don't want to see me, but they're all right with your one eye? (laughs) He glares again, and there's this huge instinct to punch that he holds back. So you're going to stay in the kitchen with the cooks and the servants and keep an eye on them. Any questions? Good. (laughs) Now get going. And he pushes you towards the kitchen. He shows you a closet uh, just off the kitchen and opens that up. Brings over Burns, a stuffy looking manservant, a nice tuxedo equivalent of the times. And Burns hands out two keys to whoever of the four of you want to take it. I'll take one. And Burns says, this is the key to the closet you can use for whatever accoutrement you need to relocate here. Which I guess is going to be my bow, because I don't think I can adequately Bow and quiver would totally fit. My spear. Spear. I could probably conceal my sword, though. What type of sword is it? Uh, The one I confiscated off of the... I I think you said a short sword. Yep, you can possibly keep that concealed. Okay. I'll uh, uh, Gal Gadot um, right. on the back one, Wonder Woman style. All right. All right. I won't be able to pull that off with a long sword. <laughs> <out of magic. laughs> so what about you, Ogrim? <clears throat> um, kind of an officer's dress, the cloak. I don't know what, what can be pulled off here with my... You can ask Jorn. He's standing right there, and he loves questions. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jorn. What about this? Show him the outfit and armament. He says, no! Tapping your your chest. And I know. Tapping your hilt of your sword. He says, here. And he pulls a cutting knife from one of the people that's making a pie and hands it to you. There's your sword. And the long sword to the cook. 
He's not doing 1d8 minus 5 points of damage to the pie. Doing like eight pies at a time. Yes! Uh, all right. Um, she just leveled up. I <laughs> Ding. Um, uh, load the longsword, and uh, I guess the shield would be an issue. Yeah. Uh, or you could turn it on its side and put some drinks on yeah. it. <laughs> there you go. Your family crest is holding hors d'oeuvres. Uh, I can do that. Um, so shield and armor and sword are being left behind. Uh, that's, if that's all that, if that's what needs to go, then. Okay. You is, don't have anything. the leather that armor that I'm wearing able to be like <gasps> underneath? I'm now naked. <laughs> Uh, you're going to have some challenges trying to hide armor and a sword and look like you are a guest of a noble at a fine dinner. But I'm shitting in the outhouse, so. <laughs> so, I don't know, you want to ask Jorn? Uh, no, I'm just going to act like it's natural okay. and, 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 and not mention anything about it and just keep, keep my armor on and just keep my kind of cloak wrapped up a little bit. Why don't you make a, it's kind of a weird one. Let's make like a stealth or a even sleight of hand concept, whichever's better for you. Stealth. That'd be a 19. You have got it l- looking really well. Your new cloak fits over it very finely. You kind of look like a little bulkier type of elf. You got the sword uh, looking still great behind you. He takes a look, doesn't seem to mind. Okay. And Avius, anything? Avius, he just has his quarterstaff, and he also has the other staff that he acquired a couple adventures ago. Yeah, why don't we say your normal staff is gone, and you just have the magic, the tech magic staff. Okay. And it's just your focus. All right. Okay. Very good. Um, so you're going to be... And I have the ring on. Yes. Uh, This, I just have my walking stick and my new robe. He doesn't seem to mind. And your spear puck is in there? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they lock it up. He has a key. Uh, Burns has a key. Elmon has a key. And there's one more key. Say, that should uh, go to or, you. Yeah. Puck or Olgrim. Yeah, Since you have it. the most okay. of the stuff I'll, in there. Olgrim will take it. All right. You grab it and start to do what? You've got another 40 minutes left before the party begins. I'm going to try and find Malil. You ask, after you look around a little bit, one of uh, Burns, the servant, he says, Malil is occupied upstairs. Do you have a message? Yes. Tell Malil that uh, there's something I need to tell him about our little walk from the cartographer. I will pass that along. Puck's going to go find the bell and ring it twice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you wait and you look out the window just to make sure he gets all the way out to the gatehouse. And as soon as he gets in there and kind of sits down on a stool and closes the door. And he looks. And I just smile at him. Little wave. He flips you off. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? You got another 30 minutes before things are about to begin. Anything you want to do? Olgrim, maybe, does that key fit the lock? Okay. Does it seem to work? Uh, In testing it? It sure does. Yes. 
Good. Uh, you I, never say, know. I feel a draft. I don't like being like this. Well, uh, your tunic is a. Uh, Ogre looks short. like a mole rat right now <laughs> without his armor. <laughs> How does this look proper in any way? Look, I'm walking around like an old maid. I've got this little knife. Oh, it's a cute little knife. <laughs> I'm going to get another one. Uh, Elmon is <coughs> reconnoitering the, the, I guess, the manor house, um, checking windows, making sure windows are all locked except for one, maybe, and towards the back. Okay, and the kitchen maybe area? Yeah. Okay. And I, I prep a barricade for the front window. But what? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a small arms fire. Small, small arms fire. <laughs> Checking exits, you know, kind of getting a good grasp of the lay of the land, if you will. Done. You've Eight. got all vantage the, points, a good, you know, archer spot. Um, you've got all the uh, windows locked out except for one in the back. You've checked out for the exits. Habeas goes to use the restroom. All right. Anything else? Uh, Olgram moves to the bottom of the stairs. All right. With a second knife. Puck's uh, in the kitchen snacking. A few more minutes goes by, and you hear a single ding of a silver bell that the first guest has arrived. The door to Malil's manor opens, and in come the first guests. A red-haired, slightly gruff-looking guy, still wearing some nice clothes. Behind him, uh, an older man and woman. None of them really know each other, and they're still introducing themselves. And the servant Burns is there. And he announces out loud, Otark Croston, Kona, starts giving out their names. Malil comes down the stairs, excited. He's wearing some great outfit, some tunic with some amazing flair you've never seen before. He smells like a garden on steroids. His hair looks beautiful. He even has some weird stripper little glitter type stuff around his little temples. He is ready to go. He's so excited. As he comes down the stairs, he says, welcome, welcome, music, music, welcome. And Burns goes over and starts snapping his fingers. And you hear a four-piece band play, playing, there's uh, some flautists, some violins, there's a harpist, and this beautiful little music starts to emanate out of one of the lounges and fills the whole house. My, my guest, it's so good to see you. And he looks at those of you, uh, Olgrim, you said you were down here at the stairs. Down at the base of the stairs, yes. And one of the guests, the middle-aged guy, says, Glad we're not the uh, the, uh, first. Looking at Olgrim and says, hello. And they walk around and they start to introduce themselves. A few more minutes go by and there's another single bell from the door. More guests come in. More time goes by, more guests come in. Is Malil accessible at all? I mean, he's, he's a down mingling, right? He's mingling. He makes time for you as you are also a guest. So yeah. as you approach him, he, does, he doesn't ignore you at all. He comes over. He says, oh, I'm so glad you could make it. I'm wonderful. You look well. Why, thank you. Uh... Surprisingly good. <laughs> Okay. I cannot believe you look as good as you do. Why, thank you. Um, on our It is shock! No, he stops. <laughs> <laughs> on our trip back from the cartographer, you were followed. Oh, well, I'm sure you'll keep an eye on that. Have you tried any of the pig? 
Mm, I have. It's great. Wonderful, wonderful. And he taps you on the shoulder and spins around and starts engaging some other Shrug guests. and walk away. Like, All right. My job here is done. You hear uh, Lady Jenilyn Kath. More guests start to come in. There's probably about a dozen different people that are coming in. All different all different makes and sizes, but all of them the upper crust of that world. Where are the musicians in all of this? Musicians are located in the... Uh, mm. Boom room? I had it right here. I cannot find my location. There it is. In the lounge. Big cozy area with lots of couches and it has a small little stage on it. Okay. Maybe it's a sense his way back from the black outhouse. Okay. Is uh, enjoying a glass of wine, just wandering, not really talking to anyone, just wandering, looking around. Okay. I'm on mingles and chats and... Make it, just make it overall persuasion roll for how persuasive and nice you are at mingling, Elmon. <laughs> Six. Six. Yeah, you're... I'm charming. You're not the most charming character out there. You're very direct. What do you... uh, How do you identify yourself? You're talking to a a gentleman right now. How do you identify yourself? Uh, As Elmon? But what's your job? Um, A guide. So you're very direct with that. Just a guide. I do that. You're very to the point. And not the most charming person. Olgrim, you doing anything during all this time? Or uh, just sitting on the bottom step? <laughs> like sulking. Sulking because you're not in armor. Yeah. <laughs> just want me armor. And no one will dance with me. <laughs> uh, standing towards the base of the... But not looking like I'm supposed to be there. Like if there's uh, some sort of vase or pedestal that might be a decoration at the base of the stairs. I seem to be enamored with that, but... It's it's staying pretty close to those stairs. Okay. If people do come up, I do talk with them. You are able to see uh, each guest arrive. They have their personal stuff, which is normally coats, maybe a couple bags that are locked away. Um, and once the last guest that Malil um, was excited to see arrives, then he starts moving everyone into the lounge so they can start to enjoy the music. That includes you guys, but it kind of doesn't. It's whatever you want. He's like corralling all the guests in there, but he doesn't necessarily corral you, but he's not excluding you, but he wants them to be able to enjoy it. So it's up to you. Everyone's now moved into the lounge. Avius, Avius, sorry. The wine, it must be this way. I will go. Puck, you're still hiding in the kitchen. And what about the two of you? Elmon and Wogan. Uh, as far as Olgrim is concerned, uh, Olgrim is not standing at the base of the stairs. I know the upstairs are a little restricted, but I've moved up the stairs, so I'm just a couple I'm steps up, up. I'm I'm up a bit and looking. He down. wants to be as tall as every time else. you look over, he's one step higher. Up. <laughs> <laughs> just smiling. Uh, I am. Uh, I have to look at the higher pictures. So, how good are these musicians? Are they actually like quality? They are quality. All right. So there, that removes them from some suspicion. Then they are not your run-of-the-mill. <laughs> One guy is sour noting. Just like, oh, I mean, you know, I have the red wedding flashing through my head just right play now. Play a joke. Yeah, <laughs> the reigns of Castamere. Um, He's doing a violin with a short sword. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I'm not I'm not in the lounge then I'm you know I'm gonna kind of just be out and would I would I be the only person out of that room then you and Olgrim mm. there's food in the dining room you can certainly enjoy all right yeah right. Um, you're in the dining room you find yourself not alone in the dining room there is a older gentleman there you've seen before and he hands you a plate and chats you up in some conversation thank him and talk to him a little bit oh my name is otarik um yes i've have you heard of me i assume i'm quite known across the city um I'm sure I would have, but I'm Otarik's new. Yards? I'm new to the city. I'm sure that's oh. the only reason I haven't heard of you. I deal in lumber mostly. What well, what is what is your trade? Uh, I am a guide for for discerning customers. A guy for discerning customers. Guide. What does a guide do? Guides people places that they need to go Ooh. safely. This is quite the party then. Yes, I I, I like it. Uh, what do you think of this food here? And he starts hammering some more food. Did you know that I handle all wood shipments for both the north and south markets? What do you say to that guy? It's amazing. <laughs> Just awe-inspiring. Would you believe I bring in shipments of wood monthly? I bring in wagon loads of wood monthly and this month this month is the first time they both came on the same day <laughs> can you believe how busy it was i had to go to the yard myself <laughs> crazy times you were so enthralled make yeah. another persuasion roll uh 16 this time all right you you manage this fake smile and he <laughs> seems to really like you um i ask him about ask him um <clears throat> So I imagine sometimes getting your lumber through the woods can be a little challenging with some of the the groups that are out there these days. It can be, yes. We have got to factor that into the costs. Make sure every every splinter counts. That's what I always say. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna make your old disadvantage in just a second. Um, well, I might have some some need to travel cross country towards, uh, and I give the di- whatever direction the bog legs are. Sure. Um, perhaps, uh, perhaps you have a shipment heading out before long. I believe one of my caravans that I pay they are picking up some cargo and heading out it'll be in a few days you have need of some transportation well, we do yes it's nothing fancy there's certainly no carriages oh that's no, no servants worry, it's, a... this is the real traveling as a guide i'm used to traveling and in, in in meaner conditions you can certainly join them i'm sure they'd love to have a guy around Olgrim, you are at the stairs trying, you're less trying to perceive around you and trying not to be perceived as you inch another step up. And you do, however, notice something a little odd. Go ahead and make a perception roll, and this will determine the timing of what you see. All right. Uh, 11. 
You see the servant burns surreptitiously looking around, sees no one on the ground floor of the stair area. So you're not quite there. You're just out of his vision. He unlocks the guest uh, closet and starts going through one of the ladies' bags. And what's it? Would you roll 11? You see him go through one of the bags and he takes something and is locking it up. Uh, am I the only one in the hall? You're the only one in that stair. So there's a staircase area that you're at, and then right next to it's the front entrance. And so you're the only one who can see any of this. There's just this loud clicking grandfather clock, conversations, some laughter up, <laughs> and then silent uh, burns. I, I give a, a, a deep... Uh, <laughs> He spins around, says, yes, good, good, good work, good work. Mm-hmm. And he uh, keeps his coat, his coat close around him and walks towards the dining room in the kitchen. And uh, what would you be doing down here? <coughs> I'm looking for some uh, food. They need more food in the lounge. Mm. No, it's not where the food is. Um, I'm, it's in the kitchen. I. And what would you be doing rummaging around in the guest closet? I... And I... I leap a short distance down the stairs. He throws it back at you. You are not allowed up those stairs. You were told about that. You be careful. I'll report you and... Have you out of here faster than you can say a snicker bottom doodle? I can't say that, so I'm fine. <laughs> I close in the distance to him, uh, and uh, and what would you be hiding in there? You're awfully close, sir. Please stand back. Your guests would not like to find out that you'd be pilfering from them. He's keeping his coat tied to him. How, how dare you? I am as... I try to reach in and, and throw open the, the coat, revealing whatever it is he's hiding. You were able to do so. He cannot put up much of a fight as a level 28 servant. He still is nowhere near <laughs> a match of a fighter. You are able to... He's 5 sixteenths of challenge rating or something. <laughs> you take from him some papers he has in his hands, and he says, please, sir, no... You rip them from his hands. I, those are, those are needed. And not by you? They were requested by uh, the master of the house. May I have them back, please, sir? You can have them back after the party. Oh, that would be a disaster. A quick glance shows that the papers you're holding are sheets and sheets of music. <laughs> Uh, I don't read music. <laughs> I suspect everything. <laughs> it's not one of the languages you selected. It's not one of the... <laughs> I think the master should know about this. And oh, I storm wait, off. No! 
You storm off to where? Uh, to where I believe Malile might actually be. You find him having a conversation with a uh, monkish-looking religious fellow. And you uh, come up and interrupt their conversation. I would have a word. Of, of, of course. Well, what is it? Malil turns around. This is um, Fomus Reen. Hello, says Fomus. Nice to meet you. Awkwardly <laughs> trying to bow. <laughs> I, I would have a word in private. Uh, sure. And he pulls you aside. How are things going? A splendid party, wouldn't you say? Your, uh, your burns, which I caught him in the, uh, the guest closet. Uh, for what? Oh, yes, yes. No, 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 that's fine. That's perfect. Yes, that's what we need. Let him go about his business. We have a surprise. I depart from him quickly then. He's a, he like, doesn't let you. Oh. <laughs> he says, come meet, meet, uh, meet, meet, uh, Fromus Reen. And the monk comes up, says, may fair winds always find you and the light and the goodness within you shine bright. And may the blocks from above never fall on your head. He <laughs> and I looks. Give another bow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's this awkward side bow. It's just, <laughs> uh, Malil says, uh, uh, Fromus is a uh, brotherhood of the uh, redemption. And, um, uh, old, 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 old friend of mine here is a. Cartographer. <laughs> he panics. He doesn't know what he's saying. He, know, he doesn't know what your what your alias is. Uh, Tell them about your 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 great works, old friend. <laughs> I deal in a great many things, and some of them are cart carts carts. <laughs> <laughs> Cartography. Cartography. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Brother. I'm I'm a I'm a vendor of sorts. Stone mostly. I'm trying to find someone with a lot of wood. And <laughs> we can trade. <laughs> I can finally build my my castle. <clears throat> Avius, you are in this lounge enjoying the music that is being played mm-hmm. and some wine that's being wine. and sodas and wine that are being shared. Bottoms up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a wonderful, wonderful vintage. Does uh, who am I talking to? You're facing the corner of a room. You're facing I'm, a grandfather I'm clock. To a, a marble bust of a statue. Do you know what vintage this and might this be? This is going to be the best night of your life, too. They just listen. <laughs> You're talking to a man you've uh, just met, a charming, boisterous, handsome fellow. Have Have you known um, our, our friend Malil uh, long? I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've known him quite a bit. I've, as I come and go through my travels, I've, um, performed for him and his family, for sure. Per- perform? What is it you perform? Oh, surely you've heard of Vakir? Oh, the yes. bard, the minstrel, the singer, the lover. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, uh, play me a song, Varkil. 
he says, well, I don't want to uh, upstage them, but but if I must sing a song, and he starts to get, smile and starts getting onto the stage, the harpist <laughs> stops, the flautist stops and looks at him, and he says, I'd like to dedicate this one to my f- new friend. What was your name again? Avius Cantorum. Like to dedicate this to Avius Cantorum. It is a song of lost love on the wind. <gasps> it goes a little something like this. And we'll stop right there. Um, <laughs> and he see, belts out this big tune. He's singing it all by himself. The, ba- the band is not helping him in any way. He's fantastic singer. Everyone's enthralled by him. There's this older noble lady who's really excited about him. What about you? Avius has his wine goblet up in the air, and he's just swaying back and forth at the front of the stage. <laughs> How does Olgrim appreciate this fine tale or song? Uh, hands over the ears. <clears throat> a little rough for my liking. He comes down off of the song, and uh, there's a smattering of just a couple applause. The old lady's like, <laughs> and well, that's he, Avius. <laughs> <laughs> he bows, and uh, he comes back down. So, Avius, you know me, Master Singer Vakir. Tell me about yourself. Well, I am. I'm a cartographer. <laughs> A lot of you about. <laughs> oh my god! They're gonna be everywhere. It's a growing profession. <laughs> oh, and any interesting places you've been? Oh yes, yes, quite. In fact, I just discovered a new island. <laughs> Haven't they already discovered all the islands? No, no, not the island of Katorum. <laughs> I, I I think I may have heard of that one. I'm not sure. No, no you haven't. Oh. <laughs> I just discovered it. <laughs> he, enjoys, he enjoys your company more than anyone in the world ever has. It might be the wine. <laughs> oh, it's the wine. Um, Puck, anything interesting you'd like to do? I want to look out the window and see if that old. Uh, you want to freak open the door and see all the fun everyone else is no, having. No, no, I've been doing. I've been doing that, but I want to look and see if the sad, big, quivering eyes about to cry. Is the one-eyed guards join the, your kitchen full of cartographers? <laughs> is the one-eyed guard still at his post? Uh, yes, he is. I want to ring the bell again. Twice. <laughs> He showing tr- true wickedness of a goblin. <laughs> he stands up, shakes his head, and takes his sore body and starts to walk all the way back to the house because he can't tell what that means. <laughs> Elmond, you hear the front door open. You, and then a few months later, there's a curse, and then the front door closes. All right. You were still having this conversation with this fellow. Yeah. Um, the lumberer. Uh, I. When is the? Uh, I basically get the time when he's leaving, when the uh, shipment's leaving, and exchange numbers with him. He says, "Oh yes, um, yeah." Get the My number is three. Yeah. <laughs> They're just starting the cell phone yeah. service. <laughs> Early enough, dude. <laughs> he says, "Yes, um, just um, go speak with my uh, foreman uh, Inaru at uh, my l- lumber yard. It's Otarix Lumber in the North Market. He can arrange any details. I'll send a notice and tell him your name, uh, Elman Yabel. You said 
I'll, I'll tell them to expect you and to provide any assistance that uh, we can. Very natural. <laughs> Fantastic. Wonderful. Um, <clears throat> time goes by. Olgrim, you were doing what with your ill-gotten gains that were found? Uh, Olgrim was, uh, well, had spoken with the monk and then returned back to see the staircase. And what are you doing with the music? Oh, oh, that goes back to Burns. Okay, he's got it. He doesn't thank you either, and he snatches <laughs> it from you. You return to the staircase. Down his sheet. <laughs> the, the ending's gone. The ending's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and as you return to the staircase, you see in that stair area, kind of off to the side in the dark little corner, you see... Otarik, the friend that Elmon has just recently made, is having a conversation with a, a beautiful dark-skinned woman who's whispering into his ear, and they seem to be hitting it off quite well in the corner there. Just kind of catches your eye, a little laughter, and a little Ogram mischievous gives look. their peace and moves up the stairs. Kind of get a little closer and above them, but all right, no, that's fine. That's great. <laughs> And dinner is served. Malil calls it out. Dinner, dinner, everyone. Come, come. And everyone files from one side of the house into the other. You see the kitchen door quickly close and Puck's eyes disappear. And food is served. We have uh, red wine clams and chestnuts and shrimp. Uh, just a wide assortment of anything of that you could fancy. Ooh, and we'll finish with a mandarin crumble. Everyone's like, ooh, and they enjoy <laughs> the food. You don't know what half of it is. And everyone's enjoying it. I think even you, Puck, maybe as it goes out the door. Well, yeah, I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. All right. Drinking and snacking. Just <laughs> <fat and> full. <laughs> Quality. <laughs> Check on the line. Check on the line. What are you doing, you donkey? No. <laughs> Get it out. <laughs> He's taking over the kitchen. <laughs> Puck's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone enjoys some food. Uh, anyone doing anything different than that? Did uh, did that ever, that one-eyed guard ever come back up into the kitchen? He didn't come after? into the kitchen. He went into the entrance and then oh, cursed okay. and went back out. So is he back out at the guardhouse? He is. I want to do another ding-dong. Two rings. Two more rings. You see out the window, he's out of his stool much quicker this time. He's much more quickly making his way across the beautiful garden and then he's at the front door. You guys can hear the front door slam and the guard goes through the dining room, Malil, and everyone just watches this pissed off guard walk into the kitchen. You hear the door close behind the kitchen. He's arguing with you right now. Uh, I've, you, you told me two rings was everything's okay. You don't ring the bell if everything's fine. That's what you said. Two rings. I said everything's good. Three rings if there's a problem. Oh, okay. That's it. Well, there was one ring was what? You're off the bell. You you don't get the bell anymore. <laughs> what if there's problem? You've lost the bell. Okay. Rips it up. Do you have any questions? What were the two bells for again? He walks over, <laughs> tries to grab a knife from one of the cooks. She shrugs. She doesn't have a knife. He's got to go to someone else, grab their knife, take their knife, and he 
cuts the bell line off and <laughs> you can't get it unless you get a stool. You have to really jump. He oh. cuts it high. He used he's, his height privilege against you. <laughs> he's a heightist. <laughs> and he says, ring this and throws the, the two feet of uh, rope at you and walks away. Don't make me come back in here unless you're dying. <laughs> or you will be. He opens up the door out of the kitchen, looks embarrassingly at everyone staring at him, hearing that whole conversation, and skulks out the front door. Elmon. Uh, <coughs> nothing special, just keeping an eye on everything. Uh, just, uh, being suspicious as usual. Ogrim? <clears throat> I've perched at the top of the stairs. Uh, is there anyone or anything up here? You are stopped if you're getting that close up there. Burns comes up to you and says, Sir, you will have to remain down and off the steps. The upstairs is for the master. Hey, but my job is to look out. And it's a much better vantage point up here. Sir, the upstairs is for the master only. I will go no further than this. I just need to be able to look over the rating. Look, you put a dwarf on this position. I am not easy to go over the rail. <laughs> uh, make a persuasion with disadvantage. Oh. He is stubborn. Stubborn indeed. Persuasion, disadvantage. Mm. Uh, nine. You will remain off of the steps on the ground floor, or you will be asked to leave. All right, but you're giving up a good advantage here. And I uh, move my way down. He watches you go, and then he carries off on his business. All right. Time goes by. Dinner is being scarfed by, I guess, just Avius in the dining room and Puck back in the kitchen. Fantastic food. And Olgrim, you steal a couple bites and then head back out to the stairs, come back and steal a couple more bites and head back out to <laughs> the stairs. Got a cloak stairs. full of rolls. <laughs> <laughs> on one of your trips in to get food and back out to the stairs, you come out and you see a person making their way up the steps. That is not Burns, the servant, and Malil, you just left behind the dining room. <clears throat> I make my way to the steps. You're not allowed up then. <laughs> I stop at the bottom, I just glare at you Burns. Stammer. <laughs> you mime a force field. <laughs> Can't go up. I use the rail. Like fashion up grapple. You see um, a, a handsome guy uh, bounding up the steps two at a time. Uh, excuse me. And I follow up after. He stops at the top, says, Uh, me? The master has requested everyone remain downstairs. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm Vakir the minstrel. I go where I please. <laughs> I travel far and wide. Everyone expects me everywhere. Yes, could I expect you to be downstairs? <laughs> he says, uh, <laughs> These are private quarters. I'm actually looking for the, uh, the uh, restroom. Just downstairs on the right. Oh, but that one isn't black. I need the black one. I have a rendezvous I do not wish to miss, if you know what I mean. Avius is waiting in the black. Castle. No, you are not. 
Uh, I do apologize. It is the master's request. Sorry. No bathrooms here. Uh, Down the stairs you go. Oh. Mind the steps. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm touching him, but I'm not You're touching him. You're pushing him down. You, you look with pride as he is off the steps. He's walking in the dining room, and then Burns comes in and sees you two steps up and shakes his head, making you step down but, off of them. But, <laughs> and I, I I step down, feeling... Elmon, you are in the lounge, and you see a handsome-looking roguish chap looking around desperately. Uh, um, You don't. Do you know where a, a restroom is? Yes. I I need one. Uh, one that's black, dark, quickly. That would be outside. Oh, which side of the house? Out the back. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. And he disappears. And I will um, stalk him. Um, hunter's mark him? Hunter's mark. Uh, no, I'm not going to hunter's mark him yet, uh, but I'm going to stealthily follow him. Um He's acting suspicious. All right. So you head out back. You see him. You don't have to roll. He's not paying much attention. Uh, he goes out into the night uh, in the garden out to the back towards the restroom outhouse area out there. And you see one of the uh, servant girls meets him and he embraces her and smiles and twirls her and they disappear into the bushes not far from the restroom. All right, I go back inside. I stuck closer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Avius is, is lounging at the dinner table. Um, talking to no one <laughs> enjoying his wine enjoying the food is uh Ogrim aware <coughs> of the uh, bell being cut no oh a lady speaks to you uh avius she says i i haven't had the pleasure she's an older lady dressed very fine i'm lady gentle gentle cath oh well avius Torum, uh, <clears throat> I hear you are quite the map maker. Oh, yeah, oh yes. Oh, uh, we just my 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 employees and I uh, just returned from. <laughs> There's multiple wincing far away for no reason. They, they just know something's not right. Just returned from quite the adventure mapping a, a new island we found. That sounds very exciting. Oh, it was. I am a fan of of poetry, of the arts, of song. I'm a bit of a creative type myself. Would you uh, happen to know anything of interest of poetry, of majesty that occurred on your adventure? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's that's unfortunate. uh, I'm a map maker, not a storyteller. Um, a nice robe you have, though. Oh, thank you. I've I had it handmade. Um, would you like to hear some of my poetry? And she reaches into her pouch. Uh, how many pockets do you have on your robe? <laughs> you have a long conversation about pockets. Engr- engrossing conversation. More time goes by. The party has broken out from the dinner. Separate into different rooms again. People are still having a great time. The band is playing a different style music, a little more relaxed in style. When Elmon and Olgrim, you guys are on the front lines of this social battle, you hear a sound of trouble coming from a back bathroom and then spilling into the kitchen where you are, Puck. <laughs> 
Puck, you see two guys pushing their way into the kitchen. One is a guy with a mostly shaved head and a nice clean white robe. Another one is a gruff-looking red-headed fellow who's just pushing him in the chest and pushing him in the chest. The mostly shaved guy with a white robe just says, Easy, my brother. I have no quarrel with you. The red-headed guy just pushing him. Who do you think you are? You can't say shit like that and just think you can walk away. Hey, hey, guys, let's settle down. Let's settle down. Let's, uh, let's move this outside. You're able to, uh, I don't know, make a quick persuasion roll and you can get them outside pretty easily. Uh, a seven. Seven. You say that, you kind of push, and they don't pay you any heed whatsoever. And I'm obviously hearing the ruckus. I'm heading that way as quickly as possible. You're now coming in from the back, the door they just came through. Sure. (coughs) The monk says, uh, I only share what I know to be true. There is good in all. It just must be brought forth into the light. Tell that to my friends. Tell that to the man who had them killed. Tell that to the man I killed with these hands. You want to see evil? Look into these eyes. What's what? What's going on? Why? Why are you so angry? He gives you a right good push away with his boot and the redheaded guy, and then strikes the monk across the face. The monk falls back. This is not a kick-ass lightning kung fu monk. This is just a normal religious type guy. Am I there at this point? You are there. You're is right there behind him. Any way that I can intercede on that interaction? Make, like make like, a dex roll. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're just like, wow, I really should do Six, something at this yeah. point. Oh, that, oh! Uh, uh, no. So he does a quick boot to puck and then a punch to the, um, the monk. The monk falls back and knocks over some Mandarin crumble. Right. Oh. In that case, I'm going to um, then come in behind him after he does that and basically, um, hopefully, make a nice uh, sweep and sweep, sweep his leg. Sweep his legs, Johnny? Yeah, and uh, try and take him like on his back, off his feet, and then doing that, Elmon will just basically put a knee on his chest uh, directly afterwards and, 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 and be intimidating. All right, make a strength plus proficiency roll. It's like an unarmed roll. 12. 12 is enough to sweep his legs, and that's all you got out of that. He slips, he falls, he knocks over a, a decanter of wine, and he's currently on the ground. Olga, you want to do anything? Puck, you want to do anything? I'm <clears throat> hearing and visualizing the noise. <clears throat> I don't see Elmon. No, I'm probably staying right where I'm at. Okay. Which is still at the stairs, still at eating the stairs. rolls wrapped in your shirt. <laughs> I'll just kind of... <laughs> One at a time. One at a time. Puck? Yeah, I want to, uh, like, run up and, like, jump on this guy's back. Okay. And, and like, settle down. He's on his back. He slipped and fell. He got in a sweat. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to just jump and, like, stand on his chest. Okay. (laughs) And just kind of, like, have my arms out, like, ready to to cast something and, like, settle down. <laughs> Make an intimidation roll, and let, we're gonna counter the disadvantage of settle down with the fact that you're standing on him. 
Oh my God! Nat twenty. What? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's had a little bit too much to drink, and you just like look like a goblin demon possessed standing right. His eyes get like whoa, really big, and he stops, and his hands are just quivering, and he doesn't move a muscle. I didn't. I didn't. No. Easy. 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 <laughs> Don't feed me after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a kitchen. <laughs> You're at your friend's party, buddy. You should calm down. What happened to make you so angry? What did he say? It's all right. It's it's my fault, says the brother. What did you say? <laughs> Me. <laughs> you jump on his chest. <laughs> he's got a power trip because he's not allowed in the dining room. This is his damn kitchen, and that's the end of it. <laughs> he says, uh, I merely said that there is goodness in all. You, in your anger, there is still a good, warm heart. And the guy throws you off and charges the monk again, incensed by this. Sweep his legs. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Uh, what am I getting on that? Uh, strength plus proficiency? Yep. 15? 15. You sweep him and can pin him with that. Okay. Do so. He hits the ground again. He's, again, drunk, easy to do, and you can pin him down. And Puck, you were knocked off, but you can do something as well. Right now, Elmon is uh, on top of him. You have his shoulders or arms pinned or something? Uh, yeah, I'm actually, what, what, what I would, what Elmon does is just picks him up and just carries him outside like i'm just gonna sling him over my shoulder basically carry him outside all right hold on hold, hold that one second uh <laughs> throw him into the same uh, bush avius uh, <laughs> you are at the table and mm -hmm. across from the table is a very stern looking malil who just goes and points snaps and points at the kitchen looking at you oh uh, uh, um, as, madam um excuse me i <clears throat> i need to um go you, you know, to he snaps the, again to and the, points at the kitchen. Empty my bowels. I'll be back. <laughs> you leave. Classic pudding. <laughs> she just turns around to the next guy. Why is he so interested in pots? <laughs> you go into the kitchen. You see, there's this crazy ruckus of this weird monk, a elf, holding on to a redheaded guy with a furiously awesome, badass-looking puck, uh, all in this kerfuffle. Oh, oh dear, uh, gentlemen, um, what's the matter? The brother says, I was merely telling them. No, <laughs> 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 oh, really, what happens? <laughs> the guy is uh, kicking. And screaming, I and mean, he's over your shoulder, Elmon. Yeah, and I'm I'm basically going out the back door with him. <sighs> Make a strength roll versus me. I'm gonna do it with disadvantage, cause he's drunk. I got a thirteen. Four. <laughs> that is not. Amius, <laughs> um. He kicks free, and the two of them are just outside the door and crumple down in the doorway out the back door. Avius. You're not making this easy. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen. Avius rushes over and um, is trying to assist Elmon uh, in getting up and gathering his feet under him uh, while keeping Mr. Redhead kind of at bay on the ground. 
kind of the referee like parting the two <coughs> fighters. Okay. Uh, the door to the kitchen opens from the dining room. Yes, I'll check about that wine. Will you keep it down in here, please? <laughs> you are hired to keep this place calm and quiet. Deal with this. I'm d- dealing, dealing. He come, He leaves with some wine. We. I usher the two through the door outside and shut the door. Uh, all right. You, Puck, what did you want to do? I'm going to uh, invoke wild shape and turn into a wolf. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. God. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't weird. <laughs> it, as I'm outside, I don't do it in the kitchen. All right. But I so I go outside and kind of like just snarl. I'm not going to attack or anything, but I'm going to snarl and keep this big guy kind of like growled a little. So. He gets up off the ground. Elmon, you get off the ground. You both are kind of grabbing each other as you get off. Elmon, you, I'm sorry, Avius, you're able to push them both kind of at the door. The uh, brother follows you along behind, and then the door closes. And Puck, you've just closed the door, and then boom, your whole shape morphs quickly down into that of a wolf. Yes. Actually morphs up into the shape of a wolf. (laughs) And Puck is now a wolf. And uh, yeah, just keep him corralled and and keep him from 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 kind of going like, like growling or just, just yeah, snarling a little. He's like, what? What is that? What beast monster? Someone get a sword! Sword comes out and just sits right on his shoulder, like right at his neck. The brother like- stops you and says, "It is an animal." There is good within each creature in this <laughs> Fucking land. God. <laughs> I've got about enough of this shit, too. <laughs> You're pushing him, corralling him further away from this, and you've got him back towards some uh, bushes and one of the back walls. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah and I'm basically, my, my sword has come out, and I'm, you know, um, holding it to the red-headed guy. You need to calm down right now. Avius uh, disengages, seeing that Elmon has the red-headed guy under control, and then he goes over to the monk. What was the monk's name? Uh, I, I can't recall. Fomas Reen. Mr. Mr. Monkey. And... Mr. Monkey. Um, uh, good, good brother. Um, how, who, who is that man? What is your quarrel with him? I have no quarrel. Oh, who is he? His name is Kono. Kono, and uh, how do you know him? I've heard his name from time to time. This is my first evening meeting him. He seems quite easily agitated. How, why, how were you engaged in conversation with him? As pleasantly as I am with you. Hmm. What seems to have aggravated the uh, Kono? He does not see the good in all. Uh, okay, um... <laughs> apparently you... This is your your shtick, um, seeing the good in all. <laughs> we get it. Uh, he hands a pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you should just uh, leave him be for the rest of the evening. He doesn't seem to appreciate uh, the, what you have to say. He looks at you and says... You are not normal guests, is my assumption. Uh, Maybe, maybe not. It's just an assumption. Don't make an ass of us. 
I have seen your likes before, he says, nodding at the wolf that's screwing around and panting. There are many adventurers that gather to this city, and my brotherhood can have use of your results. Um, uh, uh, tell me more. I do not just see the good in others. Our order brings about the good of others. Well, that's that's quite touching. Um, but what is it uh, that you have need of from you, a so-called adventurer you, you that do you do not seem to understand? We bring out the good. If you, in your travels, come across something so foul that it would not be allowed within civilization. <clears throat> We can make that creature, that being, that person, better, and we'll pay for you to bring them to us. You're doing a great job with this one. (laughs) He says it will take time for him to get the alcohol through his system and to see what is the truth. uh, uh, Let me me see if I can understand. Uh, You uh, make people good, and you pay uh, those who bring you these people and make them good. If you have a poor soul that you would kill on sight, merely because you are misguided into believing that it is what is to believe to be evil, I would prefer you to bring him to our order in the Gilsman district. We would take him off of your hands and pay you for your time, and we would help it see the What's in it for you? It is the truth, and goodness is its own reward. It is what we do. Uh, uh, knowledge is its own reward, I believe, is the uh, is the saying. Um, I've heard it both ways. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> One of those you are. Uh, uh, well, that's quite, that's quite interesting. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Um... He lets you escort him out, so he's not exacerbating the situation. Yeah, good idea. All right, Redhead is on his feet, uh, pressed against the wall, surrounded by bushes. You guys have him all alone. You could say or do whatever you want. Are you ready to calm down, Kono? Uh, Make a, you want to make a persuasion or an intimidation roll? Persuasion. Jesus. Five. Yeah, for real. My thing's done for the night. No, I'm I'm through with this place. All right, well, have a good night. Bye. He uh, pushes you, but doesn't push it push that any further. And I, you know, step back out of his way if he's leaving the situation resolved. Realizes that's the wrong way. Embarrassingly walks back towards you, then goes the other direction and goes out a the gate out the front gate and leaves for the night. Olgrim, back inside, make a perception roll. A little bit of more. Thirteen. Thirteen. You notice there is a young lady who has been 
seen a lot around Vakir, the minstrel, the bard, the singer, the lover. There's been a young lady he came in with, has been talking to several times, but has kept his distance from as well. So he kind of came with her. You see her, she's now all alone because there's no sign of Vakir anywhere. You don't know where he's at. Um, she's in the dining room table. Her back is to the doorway that you can see into. You see her slip some nice silverware into uh, her pouch. <clears throat> uh, Olgrim will casually make his way over there. Okay, you are now in the dining room. There's conversation going on. Uh, Avius is returning. Malil seems much more happy now. The, the band has been instructed to play a little louder. Enjoying the party? You say to her? Yes. Like leaning over her shoulder or something? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she says, hmm? What? Oh. Uh, yes, it's excellent. A fine party. I don't think I've uh, um, met you. Name's Ogrum. Hello? Hello. She looks nervous. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Neomor. I'm a, I'm a friend of, of Vakir's. He's a, he's a minstrel. It's a fine party, isn't it? It's a, it's a very good party. Do you like souvenirs? Um, I, I suppose. I see you like souvenirs. Oh. I I need to use the the restroom. Excuse me. And everyone just nods politely, and she gets up and goes out the door you just came in. <clears throat> I f- follow her. Okay, she's heading for the restroom and stops when you get close and turns around. Make an intimidation roll. <clears throat> intimidation. Always easier with a sword. 18. 18. I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And she reaches in and pulls out the silverware and hands it back. Ah, uh, please don't tell Vakir, please. Why did you take this? It, well, it's worth quite a bit of money and I don't have very much. I see. I'm so sorry. Go about your way. She, yeah, I take the silverware. All right, she disappears, not to the bathroom, but to the lounge and hides in front of the band. <laughs> hides in front of the band. So how and much is that silverware worth? <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. Later. <laughs> and as you have that silverware, Avius, you're back. Puck, you're back in the kitchen. And Elmon, you're also back in the... I turned uh, back into Puck. I'm okay, you're back into Puck? Yeah, yeah. You're not Michael J. Fox anymore? No. As everyone's back in, you hear one... Silver bell from the front door. You, Avius, in the dining room see Malil get a big smile across his face. He's beaming. I'm going to head closer to the storage room that has my bow in it. Okay. (laughs) I don't like that smile. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm staying in the room, but I'm kind of getting ready to... In the dining room? Whatever room Malil is in. Dining room. Okay. I believe uh, another guest is arriving. And I head towards the front door. Malil says, oh, wonderful, wonderful. He says, let's all see who it could be. And some people kind of raise their eyebrows and everyone heads towards the foyer. As you get there, the door opens by the servant Burns. 
he says, a Miss Al Alice has arrived. And several people go, oh. You see a beautiful elvish woman wearing a fantastic costume for a show. She's stunning, she is tall, she carries herself extremely well. She strides in, she hands her uh, overcoat to, uh, to Burns, but still has on this great gown and steps in and several people even start clapping. Oh, wonderful, I can't believe she's here. Malil says, welcome our guest of honor. Alice she has come just for a brief moment to en entrance us with her silver voice. And Lady, oh, shoot, what was her name? Neomor? Uh, Lady Gentleman Kath, who you talked to uh, earlier. Gentleman She is ec ecstatic. She is so happy. The beautiful elf strides in. Everyone, thank you, thank you, thank you. And she is escorted by Mylil into the lounge where the band uh, slowly stops to play. I can't stay long, I'm afraid. Her voice is magical to those. Even to Puck in the kitchen, her voice is magical. I cannot stay long. I'm in the midst of a performance, not too many streets down, but I, I was entreated by Mylil to come here and to sing a song I'm afraid for a price, and it won't come cheap, with all proceeds going to the Tenpin Children's Home. And people start to smile, and um, Malil says, yes, yes, come, come, give, give, give. And some people start to donate uh, small things of cash. Lady Jenilyn Kath hands over 150 gold coins. She says, I would pay this and much more. This is an amazing evening. She hands over a Give ton of Give her the silverware. <laughs> I donate these. <laughs> she, the beautiful elven lady, then goes up to the stage. Everyone gathers and sits down. I assume the three of you who are involved out in the party are joining? Well, yeah. Okay. Davis is off on the side of the room, not sitting, just standing. Okay. I'm still at the base of the stairs. Grumpily yeah. sitting at the and Elmon. Uh, yeah, I'll be in the other room with 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 Olgram. Okay, you're at the stairs entrance. You hear her. Uh, some of the instruments, uh, the the performers talk a bit. They shuffle some music around, and then they start. She starts to sing. The harp starts strumming out this beautiful piece. The flautist does this little twirl, and Avius, you can see Lady Kath, her eyes grow wide, and she starts getting all tight and emotional with this big smile across her face. They play this piece, and Alice Lay starts singing, and it is mesmerizing, this voice that fills the whole room with a silken voice. Grumpy Dwarf and Grumpy Elf make a wisdom save to stay in your grumpy states and in that room. Otherwise, you are entranced to take a peek. I have advantage against charm. Sure. I have bonus to Grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve. I succumb. 
You are both still in the stairwell room, but you're now you're at the doorway and you're watching and listening to her singing. It is an amazing song of poetry about long lost loves, a uh, fate of doomed love. And multiple people are watching her and they're also turning to Lady Kath. And she is now just tears are streaming down her eyes as she's hearing this song. And after a few minutes of this amazing music, uh, Alice finishes. There's huge round of applause. Uh, Lady Kath can't even bring herself to applause. She's so emotionally caught up on all this. Huge applause. She thanks everyone. She bows. Um, some more coins are sent her way, uh, which uh, Malil takes for the charity. She bids her uh, fond farewell. Lady Kath gives her uh, a big hug and whispers something to her. When she finally leaves, the emotional Lady Kath goes up to Malil and just says, How did you do that? How did you know my song? And he just smiles broadly and winks at you, Ulgrim. And it's an amazing moment, and everyone's so happy. As soon as it dies down, Malil says, All right, all right, and he taps on a glass. Ding, 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 ding. Now that you're all properly stuffed and had too much of my wine and heard an amazing song, let's get to why you are all here. Let's retire back to the stage our musicians have left and let us begin. This one, not for charity, and several people laugh. And everyone goes into the lounge. What's <laughs> a weird raised eyebrow from Elvon. Have you Perpetual seen Eyes suspicious. Wide Shut? <laughs> Every, everyone starts putting on a mask. Uh, <laughs> the keys go in a bowl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> key party. <laughs> Where's that goblin? <laughs> <laughs> they all gather and sit, and uh, Burns comes out with different little boxes. And Malil says, All right. We have several different items coming from far across the land, items with much history. You, many of you have been informed, I believe all of you have been informed as to what they are and what they do. And let's begin with the Mark of the Night. This was brought 200 years ago when the Knights first located in Tallis, and he goes on and on about its history. And he's got this weird symbol that Avius, you can sense from here, has some slight magic concept about it. Okay. There's an auction that starts happening between these different people. They're bidding on it. Starts at a couple hundred, and this one sells off at around 950. I, do I notice who won the bid? Of that one? Yep. Uh, yes, you do. And that was... A guy you have not met before. He's got slick back hair. You have not met him. Okay, slick back. A rare book, Hunters of the Gray Sea. Some say the tales in here are far more than just stories and reach back into a time that even our sages do not know. Everyone starts bidding on that and getting very excited about that. That one sells for about 600 gold. This, the pendant... I want to know who everything goes to. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> uh, that one is sold to the lady that Otarek came with at the very beginning, but didn't have any connection to, and you have not spoken with her yet either. Otarek, the old guy. Yep. Uh, next, and this goes on and on, we have the pendant of time. 
and there's bidding on this. Otarik wins that for about 1,200. The prime word of air. He goes on and on about its history. There's more bidding on this. Vakir, the bard, the minstrel. Have you guys heard about this guy, the singer? He has actually <laughs> returned from who no one knows where he's been the last 30 minutes. I know. Um, but he has returned just in time, and he puts a bid on this one and wins the prime word of air. And there's one more item. This takes quite a while because everyone's enjoying it and they're talking. Oh, how did you get in the history? The last one is the ornament of the circle. And there's back and forth. And this one starts to get really heated. And 2,000 and 3,000 and 4,000. And Otaric seems to really want this one. And 6,000. And finally, from 6,000, a 12,000 bid blows them all away. And it's said like this, 12,000 from the brother, Fomus, from the back. And he has won the ornament of the circle. Wow. While that was all going on, I'm assuming everybody was pretty distracted. Can I sneak out of the kitchen? Yeah, they're in the kitchen right now. They're busy cleaning up Mandarin crumble all over the floor. Yeah, and then I want to go upstairs. Okay. <laughs> Just to poke it was around. a startled look from the DM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need to make a stealth roll, and Olgrim and Elmon make perception rolls. Fourteen. Thirteen. Nine. Hate my dice tonight. You, Puck, you sneak out of the kitchen. You're into the dining room. You quickly take a drink of someone's wine that's left behind on the dining room table. You go out of the dining room to the main stairwell. You see your two friends, Olgrim and Elmont, have their backs to you on the other side, looking into the lounge at some weird money exchange happening. You sneak past them and go step, 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 up to the top and stop as you look at shiny black shoes at the top and see Burns, the servant, is waiting at the top. <laughs> Where in the world do you think you are going? Uh, bathroom. I've had a little bit of wine. You guys stuck me in the kitchen and that's all I've been doing and now I need to relieve myself. Your bathroom is outside. One eye, that one-eyed guy told me it was up here. He grabs you by the fine clothing that you brought. I don't know, did you ever buy any fine no, clothing? No, I just shined up my like leather armor and I'm like naked on. <laughs> Yeah. Rubbing crumble all over himself. <laughs> he, uh, he grabs you and starts ushering you down easy, the stairs. Easy, easy, fella, easy. Down you go, and back to the kitchen. You will. Mm. Okay, go back to. The you kitchen. are no match for his 123 levels of servant class. <laughs> well, he's leveled up since. <laughs> Dealing with you guys, no doubt. <laughs> Um. <clears throat> oh, as Burns uh, takes me in, um, hey Bur Burns, can you do something for me? He stops. Yeah, the kitchen door is open. As you, you see say. the the rope up there, can you pull it twice? <laughs> he comes over for what reason? Uh, that's just a signal that everything's okay. Fine, and he rings it two <laughs> times for you. <laughs> Thank you. You just hear. <laughs> 
<laughs> the biggest f bomb from outside. Avius. <laughs> uh, yes, go ahead. Um, Avius doesn't know where to start. <laughs> he wants to know everything about all these. I mean, he's heard what's what was said at the auction, but he wants to know why each piece is so significant to each of the buyers. Okay. Um. Who would he, you like to go to first? He's going to start with uh, with Slickback. Okay. With the uh, symbol that he bought? Yep. Okay. The Mark of the Night. You start talking to him. Different people are also, and they're happy. They're to talk about things. They're excited to share what they have found. Uh, excuse me, sir. Sir. Uh, uh, let me introduce myself. Avius Katorum. The cartographer? Uh, yes, yes. One and the same. <laughs> I'm curious. I've heard you found Katorum Island. I did. Such a recent discovery, too. Uh, I'm impressed that word has gotten out so quickly. Um. Anyway, uh, tell me, tell me more about this mark of the night. Uh, wh- what makes it of such value to you? Uh, he, just as he's about to go into it, Olgrim and Elmon, you can see other people are uh, showing off and excited about their stuff. One of the guests, Vakir, is quick to head out. He bids a fond farewell. Malil, it's been uh, excellent. Um, uh, and he waves to his young friend, the lady that you, uh, Nyamore, that you saw take the silverware earlier. He says, it's time to go. He says, we uh, must be on our way. It's been uh, wonderful. It's been so great to meet you all, but... It's getting late, and Malil says, no, 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 one more, okay, and he goes onto the stage before anyone even asks and starts belting out another tune. While he is belting out another tune, uh, Olgrim takes pity on the young girl in service and palms back the silverware that she was trying to take from before. (laughs) You're trying to sneak it back into her? Her hands, yes. Into her hands. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, like, her, like her, her pouch? Yes. Yeah, yes. her pouch. You're trying to do it in her pouch so she yep. doesn't know? Her do pouch. it in her pouch. Yes, her pouch. All right, make a sleight of hand roll. <clears throat> have no sleight of hand. <laughs> make a fist roll. <laughs> Say, ah. Uh... 16, I think, without any winter sleight mm-hmm. of hand. Oh, I do have a plus one. 17. 17. You have put the silverware back into her pouch without her being aware or anyone else and have just totally set her up for a terrible crime. <laughs> 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 she is oblivious right now <laughs> and as innocent as far as she knows. <clears throat> and she has her attention totally on her boss, if you will, Vakir. And doesn't realize it. Did you want to say anything to her? Uh, I caught you again. <laughs> <laughs> the cycle continues. <laughs> but I, uh, no, actually, I'd leave it at that. Okay, you leave it at that. You hear some a lot of laughter, Oman and. Elm, Ogrim and Elmon, you hear some laughter and some bright light as people are having fun with their new toys coming from the dining room. There's the song and a conversation just now having with Avius. 
And Puck, you are in the kitchen where the back door to the kitchen swings wide mm-hmm. open and bangs against the door. And in there, with a bit of a lightning flash from a bit of a growing storm, is a one-eyed veteran guard who <laughs> comes storming in. All the cooks and cleaners stop and don't move a muscle as he storms across and grabs you and lifts you up off the ground to face him eye to eye. I thought I thought you were outside keeping your keeping your eyes peeled. Uh, your eye peeled. <laughs> Grab a blue. Oh, you already have a blue inspiration. (laughs) He takes you out and is doing the Fred Flintstones take out the dinosaur type routine. Uh, So he's dragging you out the back door and is taking you towards the front gate. (laughs) Okay. Takes you to the front gate, throws you into the gatehouse and closes the door. So you are now in his position where the stool is. (laughs) And he leans against the door. And says, now we've got two guards on gate duty. <laughs> I uh, reach up and uh, ding the... <laughs> <laughs> How many times? <laughs> Just twice. <laughs> two times. Everything's okay. Um, I don't know. Elmon, do you make anything of two bells coming um, from... I do, actually. <laughs> kind of knowing what's up, and I'm going to go ahead and go outside. All right. You're heading to the outside. Olgrim, anything you want to do? Just chuckle my ass off. All right. <laughs> I, I can just hear the yelling and screaming and probably see bits and pieces of the guard power thing getting broke off and sent around the yard. He um, he is not able to uh, hear that at all. Yeah. He doesn't hear it, And but you can see you've drawn the attention of your elf friend who comes out. It's starting to rain a little bit. Olgrim, you hear a, uh, a clockwork ticking noise that is not coming from this giant uh, grandfather clock that you've been being bombarded with. It's clicking in the main stairwell. You hear this uh, clicking noise coming from the dining room and more laughter coming from the dining room. Just something a little bit different you haven't heard before. Uh, Olgrim is going to start moving about and trying to find where this would be coming from. You go in and you see on the dining room far floor, the older lumberer, Otarik, and two other guests are smiling and laughing at his pendant, which has uh, changed shape and is giving this magical display. And it's got these cool little clock things that are changing and grinding and uh, black plates that move around with this bright white light. And they're just having a great old time. You don't need to detect magic on that one. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> don't have any abilities like that. Had it been anything I might have seen before? Nope. Nothing nope. Like, uh, I will stand, uh, Olgrim will stand enamored. Uh, it and- changes shape. It becomes this cool little box that forms around the little uh, ball of energy and creates beautiful colors that cast out. It's like a black box with lots of cool silver trim. Uh, it continues to change shape, and Otarik says, Money well spent. Song still going on. Uh, and, and what does this do exactly? Otarik says, This is a, a clockwork. They are designs to entertain. They're, 
They're not made of metal. Ramin, they're not made of wood. I know wood. Ramin wood is what I would use in this particular circumstance. Ramin wood can hold its shape and be used for gears and clocks in quite an amazing way. Ramin wood comes in various thicknesses. Uh, Olgrim counters with a conversation that uh, is more along the lines of, I would understand that, but uh, lumen stone would probably make a good counterweight here. Oh, I would disagree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> and the battle begins. Roll initiative. No. Um, Winner takes pendant. <laughs> Elmon, you are at the front gate. Okay. I go up to the guard. I say, <laughs> I heard the all clear. <laughs> <laughs> He swings open the door. And give me the goblin back. He pulls you out from his stool and boots you out to the street. Goblin comes back. He says, the goblin stays out. You're nothing but trouble. I knew I shouldn't have let your kind in. Just letting you know everything's okay. He says, you, Telmon, you can get back inside. Your friend is no longer welcome. The goblin comes back in. He says, that ain't happening. Uh, I walk, like, right up to, I'm into, using intimidation. Okay. Um, I will walk up and, like, stare him eye, uh, eye to eye, and with no uh, uncertain terms, the goblin comes back. Make an intimidation roll. Uh, you have two eyes to his one. I but they're crossed. What did apparently. You roll? Yeah, and I keep blinking, like like winking, like one eye in the other, trying to figure out which one to look at. Not very well, um, as usual. Uh, five. Five. Yeah, you say like you get really serious, but you keep doing like a wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> and he puts the his hand on the pommel of his short sword and says, "You're about to not be welcome here, too." Well, I tried. <laughs> That's fine. It's all good. Olgrim, you see this box has changed and has weird extensions that are made of clockworks and metal pieces that slide, and it just becomes more and more, and extensions here and extensions here, and it takes the form of a clockwork servant, a humanoidish shape, five foot, six foot tall type thing. It's got this cool uh, body chest type concept. It's got arms and it's got uh, legs. It's got this cool, again, this inner glowing thing that goes through the clockworks and creates this cool, almost kaleidoscope style light around the uh, the whole dining room. You Very are mystified. Interesting. And what did you pay for this? This is a, a pretty penny, but I had a feeling it might help with some of the uh, trouble we've been having down at the North Market. I have a lumber yard down there, oh yes, and it's, uh, some of my workers have been having some issues and I would like to help them out. For you see, this can do more than just look pretty. And you see this headless clockwork cool servant of black with silver, um, a head snaps like transformer style from the back around to the front and it's got this cool helm faceless helm there. And again, cool matte black with silver linings over everything. And then it ends up just standing there and looking at him. But I'd be careful with such magics. It's not just clockwork that runs this. He says, uh, pshaw! 
Malil certainly wouldn't uh, sell anything that would be of trouble. As he says that, a small bit of clockwork metal appears, a little rod in its hand that starts to unfold in one direction and unfold in another direction and get bigger and bigger and bigger and become this big metal, thin but tall metal staff in its hand. And it just stands there at attention. And then right as the last part falls into position, at the very top, another section slides out and it becomes this big, cool-looking silvery axe as it stands there at attention. Yeah, I'd be very careful with that. Otark <clears throat> says, You are a suspicious dwarf, aren't you? He turns around and says, This is just the thing we need. I tell you what, you can come to my yard tomorrow and you can see it in action yourself. As he says that, the giant axe comes swooping down at him. I uh, Olgrim tries to push him out of the way. Make an initiative roll. 11. 11 is good. You are able to push him out of the way. The axe well. comes between the two of you and smashes the dining room table and half drinks, goblets go flying everywhere. Food goes flying everywhere. And everyone in the lounge stops. Uh, the Vakir stops singing. Uh, everyone just turns as they hear this big crash. Malil stands up and says, Goblin, and goes quickly running out of the lounge through the stairs towards the dining room to see and what, what is room, in, room is uh, Ogreman. You are in the dining room currently. You, Otarik, two other guests, and this clockwork. And the clockwork seems intent on slashing at the older of the the guy who the Oteric guy it's just smashed at him and it is now looking at you <laughs> the unarmored dwarf before <laughs> the it unarmored dwarf before lucky it. you yeah, I'm getting quickly armored though um <clears throat> I will uh backing up easy now and I grab a chair for defensive shielding okay you have a plus one AC sweet <laughs> shield I will have a candelabra if you, <laughs> you are you're you're set with a candelabra and a chair in your hand it comes stomping Elmon you can hear a big crash from inside as well anything you would like to do yes um I will roll we yell to Jorn, trouble indoors, and run inside. He doesn't know what to do because of the cry <laughs> wolf situation that's been going on. Right? He looks for around and makes sure Puck, you're still in view outside mm-hmm. the compound, <laughs> then looks at the elf quickly running inside. I, yeah, and I, I said that, and I'm not looking to see if he's following. I'm just going. He looks at you, Puck, and sprint. says, by the gods... You will guard this entrance with your life and cause no trouble. And then he draws his short sword and goes running after Elmon into the house. <laughs> I'll fall, or I'll let him get inside, and then I'll, I'll uh, ignore his advice. Ignore, yeah. I'm gonna go inside. Okay. Avius, where is Avius? You are in the lounge, or so you're, let's say, on the west side of the house. This is happening on the east side of the house. Can I hear it in the lounge? Absolutely. Everyone stops. Okay. 
Then I head that way. Everything. Uh, What what was that? Uh, Pardon me. Pardon me. You follow Malil. Uh, Malil goes into the dining room. You follow him. Elmon, you're quickly behind him. And you see Olgrim is backing away with some party guests behind him. And he's wielding a really nice padded chair in one arm (laughs) and a very expensive candelabra as some sort of mini trident in his other. (laughs) In front of him is this giant, cool, not giant, uh, but, a, but a cool six foot tall suit of slick looking black matte armor with cool silver, as I keep mentioning. He's got this big double handed axe, a big clockwork gears and things move it with speed and it kicks half of the table that's split in half away and everything goes flying. And just as you arrive, uh, Avius, you and Malil get covered with food bits. Okay. Oh my! Oh, <coughs> Ooh, that's tasty. Um, <laughs> you are serving pudding. <laughs> uh, Avius begins to make his way towards Olgrim, and while doing that, would like to cast Blade Ward. All right, stand back. Let's go ahead and start a combat. Olgrim! Stay right there! (laughs) The the worst thing is a stuttering magician. (laughs) (laughs) I I make my way towards you, um, beginning to conjure blade ward. There is a pendant that summoned this beast, and it's on this guy over here. And I just thumb my way in that direction. The clockwork goes first. It steps forward and swings with its giant axe at you, Olgrim. And gets a 14. I believe with the modifications that'll hit. If that's a hit, then he has dealt eight points of damage to you with a double-handed swipe. Eight points of damage uh, in a, let's see. In a flurry, because I want to look proficient in my uh, (laughs) candelabra candelabra excess, Um, I parry the blow. (laughs) With the candelabra! (laughs) With the candelabra! Sweet. Let's see, we're going to do that. You said eight? Eight. Seven plus one, I parry all the way. That's fantastic. (laughs) Swings this huge, cool clockwork black uh, uh, silver axe, crashes in the candelabra, you, you block it. Uh, however, you're, you also had to take a bit of it with your shield, and so the really nice padded chair has been destroyed. So you've temporarily, you've permanently lost that shield. You'll need a new one. I will, I will work my way through the furniture. <laughs> as needed. Uh, all right. With, with, oh no, not that. <laughs> Being yelled at you. Hawk, you are up. You are in the front entrance, trailing, um, Jorn. Um, I, I will... Um, you can't quite see things yet, and you can move in to the. Move in. All right, you can move in the yeah, next room. For sure. You have just barely some eyesight of a battle going on in the dining room, and you can see this clockwork dude just tearing things up and smashing furniture out of Olgrim's hand. Uh, I want to cast uh, Frostbite. Frostbite. Uh, so he needs to make a Constitution save. All right. Constitution save. Key. Seems to be slightly resilient to magic and gains advantage to shrug it off. Mm. Oh, and did terribly. He's got a five. 
He has been affected by it. Uh, he takes two points of damage and has disadvantage on his next attack. Next attack. Perfect. That is fantastic. Um, let's do two points of damage. Got it. And um, you have bonus action, otherwise the next person's going to go. That will be the clockwork will do one of his legendary actions. Whoa. One of his legendary actions he will do. Sounds fun. Is he will move half his speed, which is still pretty good. It's about 15 feet and immediately covers that distance without triggering opportunity attacks. Slides right past you, Olgrim, and engages Malil and Avius. As right in front of the two of you. I'll put some little tokens here on the table so we can kind of see. There, there, there. You're there. Anything for him. So that. This is the dining room here, kitchen, stairs area, and then the uh, entrance. So he has come past Olgrim, come right to you and uh, Malil and then slams with his arm into you, Avius. Oh, terrible. His gears are just grinding the wrong way. He's got a seven. Against your oh, armor normal class. armor class. Yeah, oh, yeah it's nothing. total miss. All right, um, next up is Olgrim, shield biter. Mm. Uh, I... <laughs> Uh, can I engage it? In what way? Uh, what do you well, want to do? Am, am I close enough to it to attack? Yeah, you're right there. You just turn around. Right there and just turn around. Okay. Uh, I will slam it from behind with my candelabra. Candelabra? It's your normal chance to hit, your normal attack, but it'll do a, a base of a D4 instead of your D8 or whatever you normally roll. Right. Um, is a 15. You crunch through into his armor and grind into some, uh, you grind his gears. <laughs> grind his gears. How much damage? Uh, one point rolled on the die. Plus whatever your normal strength concept is. Uh, so four total. Four total. One plus three. All right. Olgrim, come, come here. Elmon uh, is I, next. With my movement, I move where he's saying to move. Okay, that will... Should be next to him. Yeah, we'll say it's next to him. That's, that's a little sidestep. That's good. Come <clears throat> right. on, you're up. Questions. Um, to get to my bow... What's the most bow-like looking <laughs> yeah. thing around? Uh, well, I mean, where is... There, like, yeah, no. My bow is locked away. So your bow is in the kitchen, and there what's, is a there's some doors you can go around around this What's my turnaround there? time to get to it, get it, and come back? It will take you one or two turns based on how quick you are. Okay. I will draw my short sword, um, slide it right to uh, Olgrim, and say, Olgrim, take the weapon. And then I'm going to sprint off and go to get my uh, bow. All right. So we slide. You're spinning it across the floor. Or you're throwing it at him? I'm not spinning it. I'm... I mean, how I it, by that it looks like I'm fairly close to yeah, him. you're about 15, 10, 15 feet away. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll straight, I'll turn around so pommel's facing him and just straight, like straight toss, toss, but low so that I'm not like, you know, if it turns around, it doesn't stab him in the back, it might, you know, 
All right. You're looking for something. a series of critical fails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're throwing it around. Well, the way I've been rolling dice. You're throwing it around Malil and Avius, too. Keep in mind. Go ahead and both of you make a dexterity roll. This is essentially an advantage roll. Whichever you roll highest is what I'll take. Olgrim and Elmon. That's you. This is dexterity. Unless you roll a one. Dexterity modifier. Ooh. Well, I rolled higher. What did you roll? Six. A total of six. Total of six. All right. So what did you say one more time, Elmon, as you throw the sword? Watch out! Avius, <laughs> a sword goes flying past you in Malil's ear. Olgrim, you just go, what? And the sword goes flying. It bounces off of this thing and just clatters at its feet, which it just accidentally steps on and is oblivious to. And Elmon, you are now hustling around through the house to get towards the kitchen. Yeah, uh, dead, dead, dead run going through, around, or over any anybody or anything that I need to to get to my bow. All right. Duly noted, Avius, you are last. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I need to interrupt one more with that. I'm so, so sorry. It's going to do another legendary action. <sighs> one more. Sounds good to me. He is going to blast at Elmon a slightly metallic-ish small net from its chest at you. Wow. <laughs> How sweet is that? Go, Gadget, go! <laughs> However, it is uh, slightly hard to do because it is a ranged attack and you're very close on him. Is it going after Elmon or Olgrim? I'm sorry, Olgrim. I keep mixing up the name. Sorry. Oh. Uh, he has a. Uh, uh, this is Olgrim. 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 Net cannon at Olgrim with a 10? Well, not. I'm too, oh. too close to unfold. I, I saw the chest open. And the net prepare. <laughs> and you step closer, and just this ball of the net hits you and drops. It didn't have time to arm from the Russian didn't sub. didn't have time to arm. Yes. Nice. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. I interrupted Avius. You may go now. Um, Avius reaches out, touches Olgrim, and casts Earth Armor on Olgrim. I have no idea what that does. This will help you. Um, so now your base AC is 13 plus your dexterity. Oh, all right. Yo. While that happens, I also tag on a little one-liner to myself called Arcane Ward. Uh, keep in mind, you, you can't cast two spells unless one of them is a cantrip. Yes, Arcane Ward is a cantrip. Oh, great. So, <laughs> it's my... That rarely lines up. Yeah. So now I also have um, plus eight hit points to uh, my... Oh, that's your ability. Yeah. Your, your cool ability. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's not a cantrip. It's just an, it's a bonus action, isn't it? Um, it's it's yeah. It just it's triggered by an abjur- yeah, yeah, yeah. abjuration okay. spell. That works fine. Yeah. Cool. That's that. You're all set. And that was how many uh, temporary? Wasn't it temporary hit points? That temporary you uh, plus eight. Eight. Got it. All right. And the clockwork will take one more legendary action and will strike at Olgrim. Olgrim, your skin briefly takes on this hard, crusty earth type tone to it. Um, make sure you note whatever your new armor class is. Yes. He reaches out with his forearm and slams into you and is having some challenge. It's just stumbling on furniture and table. Tripping on swords. And swords. <laughs> uh, he has a. Thirteen, thanks to his armor. Oh! <laughs> Boom! He hits you, and you just hold rock solid as though you're what the thing from the Fantastic Four. Yes. And it does no damage whatsoever. It is a new round, 
And the does that just stay on or is yeah, that yeah that's for eight hours. Cool. Is that a concentration? No. Oh, that's so good. And it's and not just you. It's any target, right? Fantastic. Yeah, it's, willing creature. Yeah, yeah. Any person, any willing creature that I touch. That's fantastic. Uh, we touched you. <laughs> All right. It is now a new round of combat, and the clockwork goes first. It is just struck at. Uh, Olgrim, it's going to turn at the next closest person, which is going to be Malil, and strike at him with its axe. Jesus Christ, I rolled a 20. Oh my God. So can we go upstairs? (laughs) (laughs) The master, go on. (laughs) And Malil is hit hard. Blood goes spattering across his dining room. This wonderful night has just taken a terrible turn. He goes spinning just with this yelp and goes flying backwards and uh, spins across the uh, uh, the stair the stairwell the main stairwell room at the feet of Jorn the guard, who just looks in horror that his master is just uh, flopped in front of him, unconscious or dead. Where is Puck? believe it's my turn. <laughs> and Puck, it is your turn. You know the order. Um, so yeah, I'll uh, I'll rush up to Malil and see if he's alive. He is uh, barely alive. He's in an unconscious state right now. Okay, I will cast uh, um, Cure Wounds. Okay. Uh, four. You were, you were ready to give him a really big heal, and just as you start to touch him, Jorn just slaps your hand away. Get away, you monster! But you do get a couple four points in, right? That would yeah. have been a much better heal if it wasn't for Jorn. Yeah. Uh, and Malil is still in bad shape, but now you can just hear him moaning. He's like, oh, what? That's another oh. X-20. Comes. <laughs> <laughs> Stop resurrecting me! He's, <laughs> he's just like, how? Oh, oh. How's how's the grumble? And <laughs> Olgrim, you're up. Have, have the music play for me. <laughs> uh, his his stance hasn't changed. So I'm assuming he's still atop the weapon. He is still atop uh, the weapon. Yes. All right. Well, then uh, makeshift trident it is. Okay. Uh, club him once more. Good luck. Ta-da. 19 is definitely a hit same amount of damage four four all right you are chipping away not doing much discernible damage but you know you're getting in there <laughs> it is now going to do a legendary action actually um yes if you don't mind go ahead you want to do a big candelabra action surge can <laughs> it would <laughs> Double attack with Candelabra. Um, choice. Make your choice. Yes, it is the. Uh, I'm maneuvering, and I can't quite visualize how I get it done. But uh, I am maneuvering the the person. Uh, uh, Malil? Malil, he's already been maneuvered out with the axe. He's already out? 20 feet, yeah. Then The only one next to you and next to this thing is Avius. And then Avius. Okay, so stepping in and literally cutting and circumventing, get back! And then pushing 
or butting Avius out of the way. All right, so you're getting right between them. Avius and this thing. Yes. Okay. Uh, so you can move at half your speed, and then I make my roll. Without triggering opportunity attacks? Without triggering triggering any kind so of So you got this towards Malil then. Okay, you back away into mm-hmm. the stairwell room. Got it. Uh, it says I add this to the damage roll. So this is going to the damage. So he took four. He's going to take a little bit more. Oh, okay, got it. Ah, one more point. <laughs> one juicy point. Yeah, it's 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 not dead on that one. All right, Olgrim, you just finished. It was doing one of its legendary attacks. It was going to attack Avius with a slam. Instead, there's a slightly earth-toned dwarf in front of it. And it s- slams you with its forearm and gets oh. a brutal hit up on you. Whoa. You have been hit hard by its forearm for nine points of damage and your bell has been rung and you will be at disadvantage on your next attack. Okay. And the next person to go is a witty charismatic fellow who says, fight, fight for the glory, says Vakir in the back. And uh, uh, Olgrim, you are inspired. You have a 1d10 you can use whenever you want available to you of bardic inspiration. Whenever for whatever? It's a 1d10 inspiration die available to you. Okay. It's yours. As you feel invigorated by his call to battle. 1d10. He's got it. Oh. Elmon, you have raced around. You are in the kitchen. If you can make a... uh, Do you have a key? I do. Okay, make it sure. I thought this could be a disaster. Three more rounds back out. Anybody got a key? Anybody? Uh, the redhead had the key. Right. Um, yeah, you just need to make a dexterity roll. Yeah, good luck with that. And you can do it in speed. Natural one. Oh, oh my god! He drops the key up I his ass. You... <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask. You. Did you determine like a while ago that you were going to use a different die? Yeah. I'm just saying. Every die I've used is many is dice have not, been handed to him. Yeah. Him. Not not it's not his knife. Not gone well. You fumble with the key, you fumble with the key, and then it falls out, and then you realize it's the key to your room back at Middlehawks. You get a different key out, and you're just so nervous, and you hear smashing, you hear, Avery's get back, and smashing and critical, and you're just, uh, you're just at a loss at this moment. So you're done. Great. Uh, Avius, you may wrap this up. Yes, um, I'm next to Malil. You are. You are in the, uh, stair area. Okay, as an incidental, I take off my ring of healing and put it on Malil's hand. Now, this one's going to take attunement. It takes, takes a, a long rest for a ah. person to get a connect. Never mind, I don't do that. Then I do... <laughs> then I do... Mm, I'm going to do Arc Lightning. Um... Hey. Glint of fear in the dwarf's eyes. No, no. <laughs> he lowers the candelabra a little lower. <laughs> Just hangs my head. And I'm going to do it as the second level. Big arc so lightning. Four. four blasts. Zap, 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 zap. And we have... Wait, how's it work? Plus one to each. Yes, thank you. Yep. Twelve points of damage total. Twelve points of damage. It rocks back. Chunks of gear drop off of one section, and it's, it's 
kind of a little phased a little bit, and it definitely takes a nice bit of damage there. Uh, anything else you'd like to do? Um, and that goes flying right over you, Ulgrim. Okay. Move. So it's there. Mm-hmm. I'm there. There's a little door, and then the stair area. Um. No. No? Okay. And there's more where that came from, beastie. And I'm prodding it more with the... It stops and looks at you, and it kind of does this tense uh, sensation with its uh, axe in its hand and tenses all of its muscles, and that energy core that was inside of it oh dear. bursts out and hits everyone with force energy. Let's see how this works. Everyone make a energy. Everyone make an intelligence save. I assume since I'm not in the room, I'm good. You are totally safe. Literally yeah. blocked by line of sight. <clears throat> 14. You're fine. You, I know you're not. You take half damage. You will take four damage. I fail. Okay, t- uh, eight damage. Eight. 18. Is four damage. But you have your arcane ward, right? Ah, yes. So it absorbs a bunch of. I have four of it, so I have four more still from my arcane ward. Jorn takes it. How much do you take? So my arcane ward took four, so I have four more left on that one. Jorn takes the brunt of it and drops to one knee, and Malil is knocked back unconscious, back to death's door, and he goes unconscious. It is a new round, and the clockwork will go first. It's going to swing and try to slaughter this dwarf right in front of it. Um, No, it is not. It didn't like the action that just zapped it. It is moving past you, and it is not doing one of its legendary actions. It can provoke an opportunity attack for you, Olgrim. I will. Unless you you didn't do a parry this round, so you're totally good. Free melee attack. Hold on. Nope, doesn't take mine. Yep, I can take it. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. I'll give you an option. Alrighty. You can make the attack or you can not attack it. And as, I'll let you do it as your reaction. Pick up the short sword it just stepped away from. I'll do that. All right. It steps off. You reach down and pick up the short sword, dropping your candelabra and have a bit of a grin on your face. <laughs> uh, we'll do uh, we'll do a 1d6 for this weapon now. You're doing 1d6. Okay. Well, you're, you've upgraded. It moves in and it comes and strikes at Avius with a slightly lessening shield around him with its big axe with a 21. Damn. That's a hit. You are hit for eight points of slashing damage. What does your blade ward do? It absorbs some of it. Oh, my blade ward, I cast a few rounds ago. So oh, okay. It's gone. Um, so yeah, I'm down to 17. Thank you. I don't think you ever casted the blade ward. You didn't get I it. I did, bef- like, when we triggered the battle. Oh, okay. But I, I didn't catch it. Cool. That's it. Puck, you're up. Uh, real quick question. Um, uh, in a spell description, ally, is that just us, or could that be... It can be an NPC. Okay. Um... It's a quick way to find out who your friends are. Is the spell taking on him? Uh, I'm going to do my Balm of the Summer Court on Malie. All right. And I'm going to use the Inspiration dice with that. No, the Inspiration is only for two hits. Okay. Or saves. 
Okay. Um, then yeah. Um, and heal him for three points. Three points. And that also gives him a one temporary, I believe. Yes. Good point. Got it. You have returned him yeah. <laughs> back to consciousness. <laughs> He's getting a little exhausted. <clears throat> He's hanging in there. What is? And, he's asking for a DNR. <laughs> <laughs> What's a two exhaust? Um, I that look would up. be a nice sheet to have. I don't know if I have. You want to know what a double exhaust what's, is? What's well? What's the two do now? What's the three do later? You got it. I got it. It is right here. And we exhaustion. want to avoid the sixth, right? Level one is uh, you have a disadvantage on any ability checks. Make a dex or a skill check that would fall underneath that. Level two, your movement speed's cut in half, so that's mm. tactically bad. Level three, you now have disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Level four, your hit point max is halved. Level five, your speed is zero, so your friend's got to carry you out. At level six, you don't wake up from. Okay. Hey. That's exhaustion level. Exhaustion. Thank you. All right. Um, Puck. You As did. a bonus action, I'm, I'm Wait, was, that was your bonus action. Oh, okay. You have a full action and a move available to you. Is he, am I engaged with this guy? You are on your knees next to Malil. You are not engaged. There is a brave, huge warrior named Avius Katorum, the Avius Katorum! The old wizard who's standing in front of you just took a big hit. So you were not engaged at the moment. Okay, very good. Uh, I'm going to do cast a second level cure wounds at Olgrim. You got to be touch. Olgrim's not there. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, okay. Uh, frostbite. Okay. So uh, a constitution save. He has a resistance. Peek to out from magic. underneath my robe. Ten. No. All right. Sir. So disadvantage on the next attack. And four points of damage. Wow, that's pretty good for that spell. Yeah. It is still fully functional clockwork. Uh, the by the way, the other three guests that were in that room, Otarik and the two other friends he was showing off his device to, they've all scattered and run. All the guests in the lounge have uh, are either there's maybe one or two still in the lounge, maybe the musicians putting away their instruments. Uh, <laughs> the rest have uh, fled, so it's just the key people you've seen here. Other than Elmon, there are still a couple cooks who look nervous and have some kind of loyalty and have drawn some knives and are just cowering in the kitchen now. Okay. And it is who just went? Puck, Olgram, you're up. All right. Taking slash. He moved. You can always pick up that sword too. Jesus. Uh, does nine hit? No. Short. He has the sword. He picked I up the sword. I have the sword. You I'm closed following in. through. So you closed in behind and attacked. You need plus five to hit, because mm-hmm. you're you're normally plus five to hit. Yeah, that still applies. Oh, what did I? Oh, five, eleven. Is a mess. Is a mess. You come up from behind, you swing, and it's just moving around so much you mistime it. Uh, but I follow through. Oh, so this is your action surge? This is my action surge. Another attack. The first one is just a feint, really. Oops, that one's already... Yes, that's already rolled. All right, 11. Is another miss. Swing and a swing. You're desperate, yeah, you can't get it five? in. Oh, yeah. God, 16, sorry. A 16? 16. Is a hit. And that was... Uh, that was uh, five points of damage. You get some 
damage in. You you clink off of its armor, you clink off of its armor, and finally you're able to dig a big metallic scratch of sparks fly off of it. And it turns and cocks its head back at you. <laughs> and it will do a legendary action. Uh, let's see here. I can use a bonus action, which I will do right now. It is my uh, second wind. Okay. Recovering some health. Recovering some health. Seeing that he's turned to me. You take a gasp. Uh, 10 points of damage. Wow. You heal 10. Nice. He fires a net at you, and this ball of metallic stuff just hits you in the chest gently and thuds to the ground for the second time. You cannot get that to work. How many nets does this guy have? After that is Elmon. Elmon, you have unlocked the door. Yay. You see a plethora of weapons and armor from the group within this kitchen cabinet. Uh, I'm going to grab my bow, my quiver, and... Grim's long sword and charge back. Okay. You have all of that and you can still take an action. You are in the kitchen. Do I have a clear line of sight onto the clockwork creature? You do. <clears throat> then I will <laughs> drop uh, some stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to. It looks like... Drop the sword. Yeah, I'm definitely going to drop the sword. Drop can, I, can I throw it at Grim again? <laughs> you can throw, but then that would be your action. All right, I'm just going to draw, drop the sword in front of me. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to shoot an arrow. All right, you drop the sword, you pull back an arrow, and your first shot of this battle... Oh, yay. 22. Is a hit. 12 points of damage. Woo! Shake, it goes... It goes through a joint and just takes out little sprockets and clock pieces that come flying out. You said 12? Yeah. And it essentially is looking down at Olgrim and now looks up with this grinding metal and looks at you in frustration. That was Elmon. Mm-hmm. I would like Puck you to roll perception. Avius, you may also roll perception. Uh, 19. What? Yeah. Reroll oh. that one. Oh. On off the table-ish. Five. Five. Never mind, Avius. Puck, you see two things. One, this guy is pissed off. He just got hit from behind and then hit from behind again with an arrow. So he's got his back to you. You see him clench onto his axe and tighten up, and white energy goes bursting out across this area, and everyone needs to make an intelligence save. You see two things. This is number one. Uh, critical uh, 20. 20? You, I'm going to say you take no damage at all on that. 15. 15, you take four. Force uh, energy, force damage. Critically fail. You, you're going to take, I'm going to add one more to it. You take nine points of force damage. Eight. Is eight points of force <sighs> damage. Good news though, Jorn, the one-eyed old guard during the last few moments has taken Malil out of this area and has pulled him into the lounge. So they are not making any more rolls for this crap. The second thing you see, Puck, is out of the corner of your eye, you make sure that uh, Malil and Jorn have left the room. As you look back, you see, what was his name? Burns fall down at the top of the stairs with a bloodied head 
and a figure racing across the balcony into the private quarters upstairs on the second floor. Ooh. You're not alone! <laughs> okay. And Avius, you may go. All right. Clockwork guys there. I'm... We're right next to each other, basically. You and Puck, yes. And he's there with us. Who's he? Uh, Clockwork. Clockwork's right on top of you. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I will cast um, Earth Armor on myself. All right, that's your action? So, that's my action. Um... <laughs> you shall not pass! <laughs> All right, track your spell, and you have a little uh, earth texture, and you feel much stronger and resistant. Does only one stay in existence, or no? Nope. That... I don't no? think so. No, I can cast it. Yeah, it, it's less and doing so also adds four more hit points to me for arcane ward. For your ward. Mm-hmm. As you tighten up, he slams you with a 24, Avius. He spins around and slams you with his shoulder with a legendary action. So hold off on that great ward. He slams into you for a grand total of six points of bludgeoning damage. Before or after I cast it? After you cast it. So, yeah, so that absorbs... He spins around and essentially just does this big punch right through your magical shield or into the magical shield. Shielded energy goes scattering to the four winds. And then with his one, his off, his main hand, that was his offhand. His main hand, he spins back around and does a one-handed axe swing at Olgram. And times have changed for him with an 18 to Olgram. That would be, what was my last action? Pick up the sword. No. 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 Sword. You attacked Stand and you attacked twice and you missed. Act, act so I'm fine. Uh, I will parry this one. How much damage? I didn't tell you. Seven slashing. Seven. Rolling. I will block seven points nice. of damage. You block every bit of it. That was his attack. And Puck, you're up. What do you want to do and or say? Um, I want to run around and grab the um, Grim's sword. So you're going to have to get past this fight situation. How do you want to do that? Go around it. Okay, so you're going to have to disengage. Which I can do on a bonus action. As a goblin. All right, you step to the side as a, with your cool goblin mm -hmm. bonus action. Then you're going to move. Move. You can run past this chaos back into the dining room right next to Elmom where he's dropped that sword and you have it in your hands. Okay. And then that I can't probably can't move any more than that. Uh, you have an action remaining, which you could turn into another move or do something else. I'm going to do another uh, um, a Balm of the Summer Court to uh, Olgrim there and use that as my action. Okay. Magical healing energy almost rolls off the table. Emanates from Puck. It's uh, it's only two points. Two points to Olgrim. Two points more than I had. You feel a little bit better, and you also gain a temporary point. Yes. And you gain, I believe, five more movement speed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as I'm next to... Uh, uh, Wait, you 
I I can't do anything else. I'm sorry. The winter court that takes a bonus action. Mm -hmm. That you already did that. Okay, so I can't do that. Okay. Yeah. Then I want to pick up the sword. Tell Elmon. What do you say to him? Upstairs, there's something upstairs that just killed Burns. Okay. And then uh, and then I'm gonna move in and give the sword to um to to Grim. To Olgrim. Okay. Yep. You are able to move back in. Olgrim, you see your sword appear on your shoulder. What the <laughs> Gimme that! It's attached to a goblin! <laughs> he picks up the goblin. <laughs> Starts wielding. <laughs> All right, Puck is finished. Olgrim, you are up. You have dropped this short sword. You've upgraded weapons again. You've dropped the short sword. Four to a six. You now have eight. your long sword in two hands, and it is your turn. <clears throat> All right. Let's see how you do with this. And I swing wildly. I might, might just swing wildly. Oh, critical fail. Jeez. You need to switch dice too, Jesus. You swing wildly. You're just too excited with this new blade. <laughs> and you swing and you swing and you miss. The Any movement or bonus? Are you good? Uh, no, that's it. The creature is going to slam you, Olgrim. I have to... Yes? Uh, the dodge uses a reaction for the next turn. The 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 dodge uh, action is a was a full action, it right? Lasts but until it's set the by of a rea- uh, reaction of this turn, and then it changes the next one into a full. Uh, a dodge is an action that dodge gives them left. disadvantage until the start of your next turn. You might be confusing that with reaction. I probably okay. okay. It swings at you uh, with its fist and misses, and. Puck, you here behind you, not contributing much to the fight in any tactical way, a charming, encouraging voice say, fight you little goblin, fight like the wind. And Vakir, the minstrel, he's also a singer and a lover, gives you a D10 of inspiration available to you at your choosing. Elmon. Do I see the, um, the commotion that Puck was referencing. You don't, because it's in a different room. You're in the dining room, and they he's talking about something in the stairwell in the stair room. Okay. Then that's not super relevant to me right now. Um, I will take another arrow shot at the clockwork creature. Good luck. That'll be a 26. This definitely a hit. With 10 points of damage. Shoom. Another arrow. This one sticks into it and stays in it. He's and not at full strength. Does that matter? Well, I've, I've already accounted for that. Yeah. And it stumbles. Uh, this is not a monstrosity, by the way. This is a construct. Ah. In case you were wondering. I wasn't, but that's good to know. All right. Next up, we will do Avius. Ooh, Avius. <sighs> Avius does... Um, Blade Ward. Uh, takes an action? I don't know that spell yep, at all. Yep, just takes an action. What does it do? No, I have... Um, da, 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 until the next, until the end of my next turn, I have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Okay. You cast that. You have a different kind of shield around you now. I have like a chainmail looking... How about like a, like a ghostly type mm-hmm. chainmail that just flashes for a brief moment? That's pretty cool. Uh, that's great. Anything else? 
Avius Catorum! You say as it takes a legendary action to punch the bejeebus out of you and it hits with a 22. Okay. Didn't the blade ward cause a disadvantage, you said? No, it's, um, da, 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 da. No, it's resistance. Uh, resistance, Copy. yes. Resistance. And it just did six points of bludgeoning damage. So three. Cut in half. Three points to Avius Catorum of bludgeoning damage. Eight. Well, that was the last person. We're back up top to the clockwork, and it is striking also at Avius Catorum with its axe. Pounding and pounding away. It got a 15. Um, My AC is 15. And equal to or higher. It connects and gets oh. through that shield, but does hit the magical chainmail effect underneath and does seven slashing damage. Cut in half, round down is three, three. slashing. Oh, I'm down to five. Oh, Avis is taking a beating. The shields are saving his life. He's barely hanging in there. Next up is Puck. Well, I was gonna heal Olgrim, but I think I need to get over to Avius. You can easily skirt around. There's a lot of room in here. Yep. So you're behind Olgrim. You can skirt around this battle. Mm-hmm. Essentially, we've got this, this creature in the middle of this big stairwell room with Avius on one side of it, Olgrim on the other, and Puck just running back and forth. Yep. And then I'm going to cast a uh, level two um, Cure Wounds. Yeah, heal me, Puck. Big heal comes your way. Oh, oh my Jesus. God. What happened? Or, uh, uh, do a little two ones. Okay. So he gets uh, two, two points recovered. Isn't there pluses? I think there's pluses on that spell, though. Isn't it 1d8 plus one or plus your modifier or something? Yeah, it was like plus three or something. Yeah, there she goes. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Uh, Sorry, six points. You've recovered six. Is it per die or just... What, what's... Yeah, I don't know if it's per die or... I think it's... I don't know how that works. Can you read the spell? Uh, When you cast a spell using a spell slot... Add an... Oh, uh, sorry. 1d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. And then an additional D8. So what's your spell modifier? Two. Okay, so it's two plus two should be four. You don't get to add Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Four. four health. He casts a big heal, but it's it's resisted by your chainmail magic spell and then the heal. Can't quite get through. Uh, that was Puck. The Blade creature Lord. will do a legendary action and just do a backhanded kick into the chest of Olgrim. <laughs> Clockwork giant metal boots strikes out with a 19. That'll hit. And will do six points of bludgeoning and knock you back a couple feet. All right. And it is done. Olgrim, you're responding next. Uh, I close that distance again. You're right, be- you're right behind it. Slash away. Go ahead and give yourself advantage as it's not paying too much attention to you right now as it turns its attention back towards the wizard Avius. Okay. Oh, let's see. Uh, 17. Hits. And 10 points of damage. And actually, since you don't have a shield, you're using that two-handed, so you'd be rolling a 1d10. Yeah. More damage. Oh, yeah, you're totally right. So roll that d10. Oh, now it's going to be lower. Yeah, that's... <laughs> not trying to curse you here, but... Yep, cursed. Oh, shit. How much? Four. Four total damage with your strength modifier. 
Yep. Got it. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> All right. After Olgrim, Elmon, you're up. I'll try and make up for it. <laughs> what are you doing? I shocker. I'm going to fire another arrow at him. And don't forget also, I believe you have some magic arrows if that helps. The Elnoran arrows. Just FYI. What, what's your call? Uh, it's just the wizard. It's We're fine. I'll just keep firing. <laughs> <laughs> Fire away. Uh, okay. Well, that's going to be a 25. Hits. Wow. Uh, eight and seven. Is 15 plus 3, 18 points of damage. Oh, huge damage. You fire and blast off a chunk of its left pauldron armor around its shoulder, and that chunk flies off, revealing some exposed gears and clockwork uh, pieces that are moving around. The creature is still fighting without any um, slack or lack of energy, but there are some chunks that are missing from it for now. Who just went, Elmon? You just went? Yep. And it will blast a net at you from its chest and finally, successfully, with disadvantage, blop another ball against Olgrim's chest. <laughs> and it falls to the floor. It womp, cannot womp. get the net! <laughs> uh, Avius, you're bringing up the uh, last of this round. Avius is going to use Elemental Orb. Lightning. Lightning? Edge. You know it's, it's sunken already. You know it's not resistant to it. Big orb comes flying at it. And... Wait, uh... Three... What I rolled on my 20? The orb of lightning! You throw it, and it's one of those girly throws where it goes <laughs> up instead of out, and it goes up, and it barely gets any distance and smashes the beautiful stained glass window in this room of the angelic figure that Malil was so proud of and showed off to several guests as they entered. You just hear, was that my stained glass? <laughs> Don't tell me. <laughs> just kill me now. <laughs> the creature is going to do a half move, stepping over and around Olgrim and right up to you, Elmon. Lovely. And punches you with a big armored fist. Does that... Uh, it avoids it avoid avoid opportunity when it uses its legendary action. That oh, is... legendary. That is an 11. It'll miss. Miss. Swings and uh, misses. And the clockwork gets to go next is the problem for poor Elmon. Start of a new round, the clockwork misses with its punch. Then with that punched fist, grabs onto his axe with two hands, brings it up way high, and swings it down right upon your sweet, sweet elven face. For a 24. Yeah, that'll hit. That is seven points of slashing damage. And just all, you're just hearing clocks and grinding and seeing silver axe, and it is just chaos for you there. Puck, you are back in the stair area. So this creature essentially is in the doorway between the dining room and the stair room. And you can also hear some glass smashing noise from upstairs. I'm going to cure wounds on our wizard. Okay. Uh, for six, and then move up behind uh, Olgrim. All right, so you've healed the wizard. Much better heal that time. Move up behind Olgrim. And Olgrim, you're up. <clears throat> Am I still uh, getting advantage or no? Nope, not this time. Not this time. Uh, Jesus, 10? 
is a miss. Mm. Having challenge and describe maybe describe that miss for us if you would. Uh I think all the all the pieces that Algrim has been trying to hit keep getting shot off before <laughs> <laughs> he was aiming for the shoulder, it goes away, and then so forth and so on. The clockwork just if it could laugh, it would. Uh it turns away from you, Elmon, turns around at this whiffing dwarf behind it. Olgram, it grabs you by the throat. Oh. lifts you up off the ground, takes a step into the stair room, turns to the side and smashes you into that gorgeous grandfather clock. Clock against clock. And you take six points of bludgeoning timekeeping damage. <laughs> Elmon, you're up. So it turned around? Uh, it's uh, its side is to you right now. That's six, uh, six damage. So if... Am I still engaged with it? You are not engaged. All right. Well, then, um, I will fire another Let's arrow. Join another arrow. I, I think it's angry. Uh, that would be a 17. Is a hit. 16 points of damage. 16 points of damage. You fire. The shot hits. A chunk of its midsection armor falls off. It seems strong. It turns, and then it kind of does a ungainly uh, jerky motion, and it's still fighting, but it's looking a little sketchy at this point right now. You're seeing exposed parts that were not exposed. You can see, like, that energy core is now exposed. And my bonus action, well, my move, I'm going to move away from immediate melee combat with it. You've not even hunters marked this thing, have you? <gasps> Doesn't that provide bonuses? <laughs> Shucks. All right, new rule. Every time combat starts, everyone remind the elf to hunters mark the target. <laughs> yeah, I'd be dealing an extra 1d6 damage to it every time. Oh. Did you want to do that with your bonus action? No? Yes. All right. It is now Hunter's Marked. Can I add the 1d6 on oh, this? No. You. Okay. It's all the GM help I will give. Fair enough. In return, you see that midsection start to quiver, 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 quiver. Force energy scatters out. Everyone make an intelligence save. I can use my inspiration die. You sure can. 14. 14 mm. is four points of force damage. I fail. Mm. 16. Is uh, four points of force damage. Uh, any failures are mm. eight points of force damage. Nine. Is eight points of force damage. Oh, Jesus. Energy scatters throughout. Parts of the house start to uh, take some damage as well. That was, uh, who just went? I'm sorry, Elmon just went. Avius, you're up. How many, who took the... So it's still, oh, it's okay. still going. It's still going. Yes. Jesus. Okay. Um, Avius is going to done my job. <laughs> going to try elemental orb again. Okay. Lightning damage. You get this ball of Jesus lightning in your hand. You rear back, and uh, sixteen is a hit. <laughs> How much electrical damage do you do? I do. Sure, I can. Does this hurt Holgram that he's holding? No. <laughs> okay. 
15. 15 points. Let me check. 15 points of damage. He's all yours. Describe this. <laughs> With my last ditch efforts of Elemental Orb, um, I two-handedly, almost like a Tai Chi energy move, throw this orb of lightning at the clockwork. It strikes it, and the lightning shoots across all of its extremities, and just a big puff of smoke, like, comes out of the center section of it, and it just, like, collapses straight down onto the ground. That's fantastic. And as it does that, there's one last superheated mass of energy propelling steam and shrapnel to everyone within about 10 feet of it, which according to my math is so much Olgrim, who's being held by the throat of this exploding <laughs> creature. Elmon, who's pretty close to it. Uh, Puck, you are, and Avius, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. So you guys see this and this energy go blasting out. Shards of gears and metal bits go flying away. Everyone make a dexterity save who I just announced. Everyone but Avius. Oh, oh my. Seven. S- 17. Woo. Fail. Oh, Jesus Christ. Five fire damage to Puck, 10 fire damage to Elmon and Olgrim. Oh. Is everyone still standing? No, Olgrim is not. Olgrim, who's being held up against this in the inside of this giant clockwork clock by the clockwork guy, it explodes. Olgrim, you are knocked unconscious. You see Olgrim hit the ground with this hand still attached to his throat, and Olgrim just collapses into a heap at the base of this grandfather clock. There's explosions, there's rattling, there's cogs and springs and ringing noises, and then all is quiet. What would you like to do? Um, I'm going to, uh, Puck is going to go up to Olgrim and uh, do some healing, but as I'm doing it, I uh, look at Elmon and say, find the medallion that started this. Rolling my first death save. Hi. <clears throat> uh, hold on, he's going to heal you first, so might, you might not oh. need to. Does it level two heal? Yes, sir. 12 points. Ooh, All right. Job. No death save needed to be rolled. You are now exhausted at level one. And Olgrim is brought back from the brink and you start to shake your head off. I will be casting Cure Light Wounds on myself. Okay. Hmm. We're now out of combat time, so you can do whatever you need to. I need to I'm just figuring out if I have a plus here. I'm going to use Arcane Recovery. Plus one. Arcane recovery uh, requires a short rest. Seven that's points of damage. Not no. happening yet. Okay. No, no, no. That's All like right. thirty minutes to an hour. Uh, nine. Is it dead? It's dead. I, Olgrim kicks it just out of spite. All right, you find a, a head chunk <laughs> of it and you kick it. There's still another enemy in the house. It's upstairs somewhere. <clears throat> uh, Olgrim dashes upstairs. Olgrim, no? Olgrim stumbles, <laughs> almost falls off the stairs. Oh my God. And I fall. You almost him. saw your ancestors in the great hall beyond. In Olgrim's mind, he's dashing. Yeah. 
Um, all right, Olgram, you're f- bumbling up the that's, stairs. That's a move move right. from Olgram. <laughs> I'll follow. Okay. I'll follow. The three of you are running up the stairs. I will follow. Four, four of you are up the stairs. You all reach a hallway, look and see door, 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 door closed. There is one that is open. You run into and see it is a bedroom, a master suite. Looks fantastic, by the way. There's also a bunch of rose petals have been scattered. Malil is probably expecting a little something, something later on. Uh, that's not going to happen. And there is a smashed window that uh, could not be unlocked for some reason and um, a fluttering curtain in the night's wind. Looking out the window? You can see a... Gatehouse that no one's at. Someone's slacking off totally in their duties at the front, front gatehouse. And beyond that front gatehouse, there's an open gate. And in the darkness of the street, you can see a person running quickly from this manor. The person is a dark-skinned, exotic woman you saw uh, only maybe a couple times during the the evening. She was speaking to Otorik before, giggling like that Olgrim you, you noticed while you were in the stairs. How the far away is she? Uh, she's maybe uh, 151 yards, just out of, just out of bow range. And well, she's, that's just with she's disadvantage. Running. Oh, that's true. That's I, true. Oh, I was thinking. Uh, I know, Hunter's yeah. Mark, so so was I, but she's beyond Hunter's Mark. Yep. Uh, I will take a shot at her. You line up a shot from the window. You have a disadvantage. Yep. Uh, Ten. You fire a shot. The arrow goes, you anticipate where she's going to be, and the arrow actually goes a little farther than you want, clatters on the... Uh, cobblestone. She stops and turns around and waves. And I just oh. point at her like, like, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> and she runs further off. Let's stop there for tonight. And both the party and adventure come to an end. Malil's get-together won't be the social event of the season, especially since his dining room was smashed to bits, his guests ran screaming from his home, and Malil himself was nearly cut in half by the silver axe of a magical construct. But it wasn't all bad. Puck uh, had some snacks and tormented that poor one-eyed guard with those damn silver bells. Several interesting and influential contacts were made, yet the group's host and employer lies bleeding on the ground with the thief still on the loose. So thanks to Chris, Tim, Christopher, Seth, our listeners, and everyone who helped make this production possible. All music has been officially licensed, and if you're interested in the sound effects you heard, please check out the great sounds at sirenscape.com. Will the heroes find the thief? Who was that creepy fellow trying to buy Olgrim's vault? And will that monk finally shut up about the good in everyone? Find out next time. <laughs>